You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. I'm Damon Hatfield and welcome to our Xbox event post show brought to you by Speedstick. For the next two hours we're going to be talking all about what we just saw, how it compares to the PlayStation 4 and the future of Xbox. With me again is Ryan McCaffrey and game design legend Peter Molyneux. Hello gentlemen. Hello. Let's start with the name. There's a lot to talk about. They, they but let's start. It, they kept the it a secret. They kept it a secret. I give them a lot of credit. Infinity, we were almost sure, was going to be it. Uh, we had heard lots of stuff ahead of time that suggested it would be Infinity. So they seem to have pulled a, pulled a fast one on all of us. We heard a lot of rumors about what the name would be. Xbox One was not one of them. No. You said 95% so. I, I had it, yeah. I thought My I had confidence it. in your ability <laughs> so, to predict have been shaken. Well, it should be. But it seems like Microsoft may have, maybe they were floating the Infinity thing out there to... Uh, Developers and yep. and media people alike as a as a smokescreen mm. to hide the real name of the thing Xbox I, One, but not Xbox One. Number one, Xbox yeah. <laughs> O N E One. I, I actually like it. Yeah, like, it's fine. It, it sounds like it's the start of a new, you know, a new a new direction for Xbox really. And, oh, and uh, yeah, I like the name. So how does that make the PlayStation Four look? Is that does it mean anything? Does it make it look old and? It does a bit, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, it, you know, it, 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 it felt, I think that's what I got from this card. One is I thought it was a fantastic performance they put in. I yeah. thought it was really, you know, it was typical slickness. But it felt like they were saying, right, this is the new start. They're and doing a 180 on 360. Right, brilliant. True. <laughs> I like the wordplay, yeah. So, Peter, you were saying what you want out of the next Xbox is mm. the perfect gaming console. You didn't get that The today, ultimate gaming console. Well, no. 
I mean, they, a lot of the conference was focused on everything else that the Xbox can do. Fascinating and, and you know, I want to try it out as it was. It, there wasn't, it didn't feel like it was the ultimate gaming console. There were a lot of questions in my mind. Is it going to be always on? Is it going to be always on? Is it going to require an internet connection? I think we can possibly say yes, they, it is. All indications seemed from repeated use of the term cloud yeah. to mm -hmm. connected. Yeah. Uh, it sure seems like it, and they would. They failed to directly address the question. They did not come out and say you will be able to play this, mm. even whether you're at home in the you know in the wilds of yes. the forest without an internet connection. Yeah. So it would seem to indicate this may in fact be an always online console. Which is fine. Uh, it, which is fine to be always online as long as it, the, the benefits are there. Right. And, and their, the investment in servers, that was pretty impressive. I mean, there's something more behind that than just driving you know, voice search. And so you know, they've upped the number of servers they've got. So it sounds like there's some stuff there that, uh, that could be exciting. But the, the public backlash, as these always online rumors have been floating for weeks, if not months now, has been just unbelievably venomous. People do not want this. Is this a case, Peter, do you think, where once it happens and people do it and they'll get used to it and it'll be fine? Or is this really a problem if it's always online? I, th I think it, if, if always online means some form of billing thing uh, or if it means that it, it's there for just for your analytics for Microsoft's purposes, then that backlash is justified. If it means advances in the way you interact with your friends, where you interact with the experience, if it's tangible differences in gaming, uh, and if that tangible differences means you know better gaming, and you know more gaming in the future, then you know I think that backlash will die now. But the proof is going to have to be at E3, I think, yeah. when they're, they're going to have to come out and say. Here is the reasons why it is it needs to be always online. So it's almost like the opposite of Sony, where Sony came out and said, we've got a ton of games, here they are. Yes. We, we want to give you reasons to yes. buy this console as a gamer, whereas Microsoft, but they didn't show the box. And people were like, okay, right. what, what is it? How much is it? When? But Microsoft has almost done the opposite, where it's, okay, here's everything it can do. Here's the box. Yes, we're gonna, it's right. cool looking, to which I guess we should talk about. But we, but the games, ah, oh, wait another couple weeks till yeah. E3. We didn't see a game in the presentation till 33 minutes 33 in, minutes and it was in. an underwhelming you know, EA Sports um, Yeah, unless you, and unless you count the wireframe tech demos that were yeah. the worst, easily the low point of the conference. Yeah. There is no question in my mind any longer what, what Xbox is. It is not uh, just a gaming platform. No. It is a broad entertainment device and, and to be that fair, also plays games. Yeah. Playing games is one of the things that it does. And for better or for worse, this is in accordance with Microsoft's plan. You know, you may, you may agree with it, you may not, but from, Peter, you can attest from the beginning of the Xbox project in, you know, 2000, 2001, it was their stated goal was we want to be the centerpiece. We want to dominate your living room. 360 took a step towards that. This is pushing their chips all Absolutely. in. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, let's make this clear. The, the whole reason they got into the console space was to own the living room. Yeah. And that, they, you know, they say again and again, we want to own the living room. We want to be input one. They want, you know, want to throw you to throw away all of your remote controls and replace, you know, replace them all with, with, with Xbox. And this is what this was all about. And, um, 
it's a little bit scary for us gamers because we wonder yeah. if you know it's you know gaming is going to become secondary. Although I have to say, you know, the geek inside me really liked that fast switching stuff. I, you know, I absolutely loved the ability of going between TV and playing now, games and Skype. You mentioned that. This is one thing uh, that I took notice of. Tell me if you guys agree. If, if we've got that sort of fast switching to get to any game you want quickly, mm. to say it or just do it, so this, this has to mean, maybe this ties in with the Always Online, games will come on physical media on that Blu-ray drive, but they will be installed, they will be authenticated, and then you will not need a disc again. You can just say, play Halo, and boom, it's on. Play Forza, it's on. Mm. There will no, not be loading of any physical media. Is that, is that fair to say, based on what we saw? Uh, it's interesting. I tell you, the other, there was just one reference point. You can go to your friends and take your games with you. And that was very interesting. It was the, that the cloud then. The, that points to the cloud. Maybe you can down, you can buy it, fit the physical medium, and some way upload it to the cloud or upload your authentication to the cloud. So when you go around to your friend, if you've got Call of Duty or FIFA, you right. can just you know download into it. It's it's you know there's a there's fascinating how that's going to play out. Is a 500 gig hard drive big enough to install all of your games on? Not no. if they're 25 or 30 gigs a piece, right? I mean, that's what a Blu-ray... 500 gig is nothing these days. I mean, you know, it's, you'd be hard-pressed to find a laptop mm -hmm. which isn't you know, pushing 500 gig, and you know, we're talking terabytes. We've now. gone from the Xbox 360 launched with a 20 gigabyte hard drive in 2005 to now mm -hmm. 500 gigs, and yet that's nowhere near... We're, did we need a terabyte? Do we need a terabyte here? Uh, we always need terabytes. <laughs> I just like the word terabyte. Yeah. It sounds right. Yeah. So one of the biggest uh, reveals is that the, Microsoft is planning original like, television content yes. uh, for yeah. Xbox Live. They wheeled out the Spielberg. The Spielberg. The beard. Who's bringing us <laughs> a Halo, Halo TV series. Spielberg is involved, although they did not specify exactly how he's involved. It has to be an executive producing. He'll sign off on it and then, you know, his... Maybe he'll direct the pilot. That's kind of a thing, right? I right. thought he, they were going to announce he was going to be Master Chief. That would, that <laughs> that would be, really good, you, yeah. know, that, yeah. you know, the visor was finally revealed <laughs> at Stephen inside. That would be and pretty I, cool. I thought Halo would be involved in the presentation some way. Mm. And it was, just yeah. not how we thought. Yeah, not a new game. Yeah. It's, no. it's interesting that, you know, we knew that they were setting up uh, with Nancy Tellum, who came out to present that yeah. portion of the show. Uh, they announced her hire, uh, I think it was sometime last year, and that she'd opened a Los Angeles-based studio to do entertainment TV mm -hmm. things. So we, we've sort of had an Xbox TV scenario on the radar for some time, and it seems like they are trying to go down the Netflix-type route of having original, yes. Yes. compelling content that yes. you can only access through the Xbox and yeah. through Xbox Live. Yeah. And it's an interesting bet. You know, will it, I'm not sure... Will it work? I don't know. I mean, is that do do it's console a, owners? It, want everyone's trying. I mean, Netflix is trying it. Amazon is trying it. Right, everyone's that's doing true. It now, so it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's a big ask, though. It is. Yeah, it's a it, it, now, It's a it's creatively a, a very different direction to than making games, and they've got to do as good a job they did with first party studios with TV um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, shows. They did say that it would be with your. Xbox Live membership as it is now, which I would hope mm. means it will cost the same. There will not be some sort of... Raising the price? Yeah, or, or additional fee of any sort. Mm. I don't know if as it means means that. Uh -huh. <laughs> How did you take it? 
I, I, you know, I, th I think like everything, every line, I can assure you, every single line, every comma, every statement, every stutter has been very carefully thought about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some things they want to slightly confuse us with and some things they're not ready to reveal yet, and that's possibly one of them. I think they want to keep their, they want to maintain their flexibility, especially with pricing. Well, it's funny you say that. They said, uh, Xbox One coming later this year. Sony yeah. said coming holiday 2013. Does this open We've, the door for a yeah. September release? Is that, a, that, is that possible? It's all, that, it, it, it would really surprise you how late these decisions are made. You know, how, and, and, and how, much, how much analysis they put into, if we say later this year, does that give us flexibility of going in September or does it give us flexibility of going in December, just right. before you know, just before uh, Christmas, uh, and so there's probably some reason they didn't say fall. They didn't say a month. And again, it's about flexibility. They... I think it's purely this: they want to save some of those reveals for E3. Save some of those bullets in yeah. the chain. So they probably have, they probably thought, well, say later this year, so that we can come out and say the exact. Is same it? Thing. Is it? Uh, are they waiting for Sony? And uh, or are they waiting on their manufacturing yields? Is it a is it a is it a political issue or is it a is it a physical manufacturing issue? Well, physical manufacturing is always the problem, of course. I mean, it's all very well making a console, but if you don't have enough of them to to you know to to to, to launch to, properly, to launch properly, it then I, w I would imagine it's more to do with that. I don't think they're. They think of Sony as a competitor anymore. It certainly I doesn't think, seem like no, it. No, they think of now. They're thinking very much of, you know, TV network stations and Amazon and, you know, Apple. And you can see that there was no real play to Sony whatsoever, you know, or, or Nintendo. Now we saw uh, eight gigs of RAM. They mm -hmm. didn't say which kind. Whereas, you know, for the real tech geeks, Sony came out and mm -hmm. said it's the GDDR5, the super yeah. fast RAM. Yeah. So that would the, the pessimist inside would, would lead you to think that that means it's not GDDR5, it's the rumored GDDR3. Mm. Does, that, does that really matter from a development perspective, Peter, that faster RAM? Uh, absolutely. It does. It, it, it's crucially important to have a, you know, a lot more RAM because these worlds that we're making now are a lot bigger, and that means there's a lot more geometry, and that means there's, you, know, you need a lot more of it. And they're, they're much more open. You know, right. That's one of the aspirations that they said open, you know, Phil Spencer, I think, said we want to create open worlds, and open worlds are disastrous for. But how about the clock speed of the RAM? If it is the lower speed GDDR3 as opposed to Sony's GDDR5, mm. I mean, to, to really get nitty gritty, does what difference does that make on the development side? Well, anything to do with speed, you just need, you, you know, the aspiration of keeping at 60 frames a second right. is very important, and and that's where. You know, even you know the speed of RAM, even a slight increase in the speed of RAM can make a difference between 30 and 60. And you know, as as Call of Duty proves, if you're not at 60, you're not you're not there. Same yep. with Forza, it's got to be at 60. And that faster RAM allows you to do that. I'm sure that that, um, that I would imagine they're going to go with the faster RAM because they they're going to want to blow our socks off. Oh, is it that? Do you think they're not? They haven't made that final decision yet? I'm sure they've made they've the made decision. decision. I, I'm not sh quite sure why they didn't announce it and get it out of the way. I just think they're saving the details for E3. Yeah. The details of the release date, 
there was no talk about processor speed. True. Uh, that worries me actually even more than the RAM speed. Is that you know the processor speed? If it was if it was going to be 10x or even 5x, I'm sure we would have seen it emblazoned on the. the so it's back. not that the, it's not that it's not finalized; it's that they won't say. I yeah, I, I think so. They 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 want to get. I bet you they're, they're getting the messages out there, getting us excited about the TV side. I mean, when you think of the number of times I mentioned TV and revolutionizing your TV experience, getting us excited about that, getting us uh, not worried about having Connect there all the time, you know, they, they want to get those things out the way and then they'll bring in the details so that we're obsessed about processes being. Now we are joined by Steve Butts, Editor-in-Chief. Hi, Steve. Hi, Hello, gentlemen. I you just crept up <laughs> now. I snuck in on you, Peter. Yeah, you do. does that. Steve, what did you think of the reveal of Xbox One? Uh, I have mixed feelings. Mm -hmm. Overall, I think I'm slightly disappointed. Mm. There were some high points for me, um, but it took them 35 minutes before they even began talking about games. Mm. Yeah, for me, that was a disappointment. Yeah. I already have something in my house that lets me watch The Price is Right. <laughs> and I don't, I don't need another device that does that. But it seems like Xbox One has baked in a lot of these features. Mm -hmm. And uh, frankly, I think they're redundant for me. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to hear more about games. When they said we're launching with 15 new games, we have eight new IPs, I thought, tell me more about that. Tell yeah. me about the new IPs. Right. Because, well, as you and I have said, Ryan, this, at the end of this console cycle, we're seeing a lot of games with threes and fours and fives yes. at the end of it because publishers are looking to lessen their risk by merely iterating on last year's success. And when you launch a new console, it's time to launch a new property. Well, and what about what about guys like me and an increasingly growing segment of I would say you know young younger generation of especially that we don't have cable or satellite TV subscriptions anymore. Is can I not take advantage of half of this console's features? Well, not only that, but are you being asked to pay an extra 80 or 100 bucks for this console for a functionality that you don't need, right. that you won't use? That's a consideration that I have. That said, uh, I was excited to see um, some of the game demos. I think the Call of Duty tech demo looks fantastic. Yep. I'm not sure how much um, it'll get away from the hand-holding that that series It did does. look a lot like Call of Duty, though, yeah. didn't it? Just prettier. Absolutely, but a beautiful game. Fantastic yeah. game. Yeah. What did you think of the Call of Duty presentation? Uh, I liked it. We actually had a chance to see this in advance. Not that exact demo, but we right. saw the game uh, last week. And it's beautiful. Um, my, my question is, is how, does, how do the technical innovations translate into gameplay? Mm. How do they make me care that they have higher poly counts and they have yeah. these new particle effects and they have this new lighting system? Uh, all that's great, just on a piece of paper. But if it doesn't translate into a compelling, emotional, engaging experience, like you said, get with something like, say, The Last of Us, right? Which looks far worse than the new Call of Duty looks, uh, but the emotional intensity of that game right. is very apparent, and I didn't necessarily get that from this Call of Duty demo. It, that was quite surprising, because they're the king of doing these, you know, totally blockbusting their demos. And I didn't really get the same emotional connection from the demo. I think it was the mix of, you know, explaining the tech and, you know, having all the wireframe stuff, which, quite frankly, we've seen thousands of times And it before. leaves me cold. And it does leave me cold. I just don't want to see behind the scenes. I just want to see, you know, the emotional connections. Love the dog. <laughs> yeah. You would say that. Love the dog, <laughs> yes. Although I thought, I felt a bit sorry for the dog. They strapped a lot on the poor, the right. poor map. But uh, I love the dog. And, and uh, But I wish they had they'd spent a little bit more time on what you do. Mm -hmm with that new controller and that, you know how it has that impact on the game and the emotion. Well, that's it. It's the player filling in those gaps with their own imagination and feeling like the choices that they're making are relevant. Yeah. 
and you can have as beautiful a world as you can create, but if it's devoid of that sense of involvement or, or yes. meaningful consequence yeah. based on the player's actions, it doesn't matter how good it looks. Yeah. Yeah. As a developer, did you think the tech demos they were showing of the Call of Duty stuff, Call of Duty Ghosts, was impressive? I think it was, it, it was one of those demos where they kind of wanted you to appreciate how much work they were investing <laughs> in the tools. And, you know, that left you thinking, well, yeah, that's good that they've got all those tools, but, you know, what is the gameplay? Mm -hmm. I would, you know, and, and, and they always do this. They concentrate on the story in the world, but they don't really talk so much about multiplayer. I just want to know what that means in multiplayer. Do you, oh, we all have dogs in multiplayer? Do we all, <laughs> you know, can we blow up our dogs? Or can you blow, <laughs> will you shoot someone else's dog? These are the questions that it didn't really No answer. to all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Mullen, you left that demo asking. Yes. I wonder can if I, I can shoot yeah, a dog. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the first thing that occurred to me. I mean, there like bombs on the back of the dog's back. I mean, are you going to blow up, remote blow up? You're a monster. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I didn't put that. Did you guys find it interesting? that they closed with Call of Duty. They're, they, they've, they've got some sort of exclusive partnership with EA. The mm -hmm. two, so the two power player third-party yeah. publishers, they're trying to uh, hop into bed with both of them at yeah. the same time. Not an easy feat. <laughs> and so Call of Duty is getting exclusive DLC, if I heard that correctly. We were sort of uh, talking amongst ourselves here. But Which has been happening for a long time. Yeah, exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, so continuing yeah. the same partnership. Um, and, and yet also trying to get all those EA Sports games, so it's, there, it, it seems like that's how Microsoft's trying to, to go for the gamers, is to, to hit them where it's, they're most familiar. I guess, but it only filled up about 10 minutes of their hour-long presentation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The rest of it was all Skyping your friends mm -hmm. and things like mm -hmm. that, which is fun, but ultimately mm -hmm. not that compelling for me if we're talking about a system that could cost conceivably five or six hundred dollars. Yeah. Now, a criticism of, of Microsoft in the last few years has been well, they've been rest, sort of resting on their laurels, letting the third parties do the work, not a lot of first-party innovation. Um, they said that, but we didn't see it this time. All we saw was Quantum Break, which I was not Alan Wake 2, as I've sort of hoped and thought it would be, but I'm still, I mean, it's Remedy, it's this fascinating mix of live action and, uh, and gameplay, which seems interesting. But they did, uh, Phil Spencer did say 15 first-party exclusive games in the next 12 months. Yes. Uh, eight of, I believe you said eight of them eight. are new IPs, so yeah. leaving uh, the other half, seven, as, as new franchises. I mean, that, I hope we see all that at E3 because that changes the narrative quite a lot, I sure. think. It does, but you know, how different is that from the 360 launch? Because when he said 15 over the first year, yeah. I mean, that could could be all 15 at launch, or it could be, you know, one at launch and 14 nine months Well, I later. think he would have said 15 at launch if he meant, <clears throat> I'm sure if he he meant that. Sure uh, the, qu the question is how many of those at launch. Forza is the only one we can 100% yeah, sure. say for sure will be a launch title. Yeah. And how? it doesn't look like it's going to be a Halo because, nope. you know, they, they, they're concentrating, 343 seems to be concentrating on the TV series. Yep. Um, well, while they toil away on Halo 5, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's no. They already said there are going to be three more Halos, four, five, and six. It's uh, no secret. Now, yeah, we're watching the uh, the Quantum, uh, Break. Quantum Break trailer here. Did this this sort of reminded me a bit of Beyond Two Souls for PlayStation Three? Am I crazy to say that? I don't know, but uh, Peter Molyneux also uh, guessed that it's, there's a time travel element. Mm -hmm. I think there is a time travel element in, in it. I mean, what is intriguing is the first bit was. 
live action. Right. Yeah. Does this link no. in some way to a TV series? That's what I was wondering. Bingo. Gonna, Xbox TV. have this original programming on Xbox Live, like the Halo TV series. I wonder if there's a Quantum Break TV series that you watch weekly. See, I'd be fascinated then... by that if, if yeah. it's done well. Yeah. Well, right. the same that's thing Prime so... is doing with Defiance, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Like that. That's your problem. I mean, if you've got to make a great game and a great TV series, that's insane. Well, interestingly, uh, Remedy is sort of the perfect partner to try this with because mm. we saw in both Alan Wake and uh, Alan Wake's American Nightmare, they sort of have dabbled in some live action stuff, like the, little, the TV sets you can, you can click on and watch in the game, yep. have live action mm -hmm. uh, stuff going on in them, and so it seems like Remedy was already sort of going down this path, so it's an, it's an interesting team up here, uh, seemingly a, a, a perfect match. One of the things that uh, Phil, Phil Spencer did say is they're master storytellers, and they're absolutely right. They're great yeah, at Remedy, doing yeah. those stories. You know, Max Payne Sam Lake. still remains one of my, mm. fantastic, my, my absolutely. favorite stories of all time. So, you know, that's fascinating. You know, that's fascinating. Steve, what do you think about the name Xbox One? I think it's nice. It's what a very powerful name. What was the reaction in the IGN bullpen? Uh, just relief, right? That the suspense <laughs> is finally over. The speculation is over. Um, we obviously have a lot of logistical considerations that yeah. are tied into the it, name. Well, mm. It says Xbox 720 at the top of the site. That'll be changed very, <laughs> right, very soon, right. obviously. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I really like the name. I think it's very clean. It's very sharp. It gets to the idea of what they want, which is one device. This is everything you need in your living room, Xbox One. Uh, I am a little concerned about the, the voice commands. You know, if I actually, if somebody comes into the living room while I'm playing and says the words "watch TV" just in normal conversation, am I going to get booted out of my game? Sure. Yeah, that that happened uh, with the original Project Natal unveil. You were yep. they, that was part of the tech demo was uh, Xbox Good Night, I think, or something to turn off the system, and they ended up not doing it. For that probably for that very reason. Now, here's a question with the voice command: At any time, did they say things like "watch"? Um, the Price is Right. Mm -hmm. did, they, did they name shows? No, they named uh, networks. Naming networks. networks. Naming networks. You yeah. see, because if they're naming shows, these are things that can change, then you're almost sure to need to have that uh, always connected. Yeah. Because you have to go to the cloud to do the voice recognition. Figure out what you just but said. But if it is a defined suite of words, then it's less likely to have. Do we want to talk about the box itself? We can talk about it in just a moment. We have to say goodbye to Steve. I ah. believe he has a very important call that he needs to I take right all now. All sorts of important uh, things. Yeah. Have you? But thank who's you for the, joining us. Who's the important call? I'm not allowed to say. Oh, <laughs> well, that's no good. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fed up with not allowing to say. There's an embargo on that, Peter. Is there? All right. All right okay. uh, but thank yeah. you guys for your time today. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks, thanks Steve. Steve. We'll be bringing in another IGN editor to talk with us in just a moment. Uh, we are getting some questions in from some of our viewers via Twitter, if I can just this. There we are. Questions such as, oh, where'd they go? Uh, give me a second to pull that up. So, uh, what I want to know about is the fast switching between yes. apps, games, yeah. TV was happening very fast. You have experience with yeah. Microsoft's press conferences. Was that happening live? I, well, well, if it was happening, I mean, this is the problem when you're, you know, you're, you're, in, you're in a presentation, there's lights, there's sound, there's cameras flashing the whole time. It's hugely risky to have it live. But one thing I can say is Microsoft were always honest. They would have a backup plan. So, you know, they'd have someone standing by and, you know, switching for them, but they would right. try to be honest. Uh, often that they couldn't do it because of, you know, all the noise there. So I would imagine that 
maybe it wasn't live, but they had done it in an honest way. So the speed at which it was switching, I, that was probably the way it worked. To my mind, it's not as important if it's happening live as long as it does actually happen that quickly. Yes, the, 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 it's the honor, I'm sure that they've been honest about it. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, that I love that speed, actually. Mm -hmm. I love the speed of switching. And that's what Connect missed, the, that, yeah. the, the, the input, the latency, the, the input yeah. uh, time is what Connect 1 lacks now. It does, and you, the, you need, if you're going to use gestures, you need that speed. I mean, of course, it, it, it totally negates the ability of me doing my John Travolta move at any <laughs> point in time because you've, you've got these defined gestures. But, you, you know, if it's that fast, if it works in, you know, a shorter possible time, you can do very quickly switch, then it's going to be delightful. We are now joined by Greg Miller. Hey! Hey, Greg. What's up, guys? Nice blazer. Thank yeah. you, huh? Yeah, I've been breaking it Classing in for up. about a year now. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, you and I uh, were hosting uh, IGN's coverage of the PlayStation 4 reveal. We did. Those were good days. So now, what do you, <laughs> what do you think about Xbox One? Uh, it's... It's been mind-boggling. <laughs> it, it's one of those. Th I think we all predicted coming in, like you know, when if PlayStation wanted a chance in this thing, they had to bet on gamers. And then we all started talking about what Xbox was going to do, and we talked about them that they'd want to be the entertainment hub of your living room. Yeah. But I mean, to come out and have this first thirty minutes not be about games at all, like, mm -hmm. it's really is this trajectory of like, who? What's the horse to bet on right now? They look right? very different, right? Yeah, they're going for different audiences in a big, big way, which is crazy. I didn't, I didn't expect it to be this wide of a chasm from you know conference to conference on what we saw. So I wonder if that'll work for Microsoft. Microsoft is going for a bigger, broader audience. Right, At right. least that just from these two press conferences. That's no, no, like. I agree with you 100%. So what I wonder is, everybody, the millions of people watching this, IGN uh, viewers, are they really going to run, based on this presentation, are they running out to put a pre-order down on Xbox One after all this TV stuff and, and very few games, whereas they probably, you know, there's a good chance they ran out and put their PS4 money down. Is this going to... Uh, draw the pre-orders. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's an excellent question. I, I would, I would, you know, venture the guess that for the IGN audience, I think this probably did less for them than the PlayStation 4. I yeah, think yeah. that the fact you come out and you show games, and we're about games, and these are games, and we're not going to screw up anymore. Please come develop for us. <laughs> uh, you know, that was enticing to them, whereas this was like, it's funny, because last night I was sitting at my desk, and I was thinking about wanting, wanting to do more stuff on YouTube, and I'm like, Maybe I should just stop watching TV altogether. I don't watch that much TV already. I watch, you know, Game of Thrones and I watch yeah. something here on HBO. It's like, what if I just gave up on TV and only started wondering about what I'd watch on YouTube from now? And then you come out today and that's like their cornerstone is, hey, you can switch between your TV and hey, what? turn on the TV and Price is Right is on. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting yeah. because more and more people are, are cutting their cable, right? They, I, they are. I did. I just got tired of, you know, we're all busy. As we get older, we get busier. We have families. And, you know, I just got... Got tired. We we're talking about it earlier. Of, of as Steve said, of paying seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars a month for, you know, a, a cable or satellite TV service that I just don't use that often. When I get, you know, uh, HBO Go with my sister's login, for, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I subscribe to MLB TV because I'm a huge baseball fan, and and I'm getting, I'm downloading shows like Archer a la carte off of iTunes, and yeah. and I, I feel like I actually, it's been five or six months for me of, of cutting that, that cable satellite cord, and I don't miss it at all, and so I wonder about this console, and like, it, it, will, it be, will it compel me to go back to paying a $90 monthly bill? I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder how it's gonna work in Europe. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, I wonder how it's gonna work with all the different, but I, do you literally take your satellite and plug it in the back of 
Xbox One. We should hopefully get the answer to that question from uh, Scott Lowe and Mitch Dyer, our men on the ground here, yeah. who hopefully are going to be getting to see the console later today, we, we hope, we don't know for sure, but we were saying uh, during the broadcast, this thing has got to have multiple inputs on the back. Yeah. It absolutely has yeah. to. There's no ifs, ands, or buts there, I don't think. We're gonna call Scott Lowe on the line. I was just getting his uh, phone number in my ear. <laughs> it was just being telepathically sent to you. Greg, yeah. talk about your, your highs and lows, your highest moments and your lowest moment of the Xbox conference. Oh man, I don't, see. I don't know if there was. I think showing the console, right when they yes. and they finally gave it a name and we got to see the sexy vents and everything else and, and like <laughs> what the new. Vents, well, it was the new. Yeah. What the new color Yeah, right. Like, did you notice that the so the top of the console, the entire right. Half of it is ventilation. Like they clearly are like, okay, we cannot have a, a right, red right, ring right, right, overheating right. situation again. Like the literally the half of it. Is I, I think that was because it wasn't a red ring overheating. It it had to be silent. That was they, that they said almost silent. I love that they that was one of yeah, the things I they called that, out, yeah. right? That yeah, it'll it'll be running almost silent. Yeah. You're like, wow, okay, that's a nice change, and it, it shows that they're reacting to what the biggest criticism. If it's as quiet as the Xbox 360 Slim, I'll be quite happy. with Exactly that. right. Just don't make the button so sensitive. That's my. <laughs> don't make the, the don't uh, make the, the touch. Yeah, exactly. Wait, no, my my coat looking, brush is the Xbox 360. We're looking at footage of, of the console now, uh -huh. and. Uh, so we know it's a Blu-ray drive. That certainly looks like a slot-loading drive, which is what the PS3 yeah. has had its whole life, but not the 360. The 360's had tray loading the entire time. You can Hello? see... Scott. Oh, have we got Scott? Hello, Mitch is Houston. Scott and Mitch. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, we're doing great. How are you guys feeling? Pretty good, pretty good. We're uh, still in the auditorium. We're sitting in the tent looking at people crowding around the hardware. Yeah. So, yeah, well, so what's your... slowly dissipating. What's your status now? You're getting a good look at the Xbox One? Yeah, so we, um, you know, we got a good, you know, close-up look. I mean, surprisingly, they let a bunch of people on stage uh, take a closer look at the hardware. Obviously, it's non-functioning, so I mean, you know, we didn't see it in action. But uh, you know, we got a real good closer look at the console, which is surprisingly not much bigger than the current generation. I mean, obviously, it's still kind of a hulking machine, but like, it is, uh, you know, fairly restrained considering the kind of hardware they've got involved uh, under the hood. Uh, a few things to note is it's matte and uh, black plastic, just like the kind of current uh, gen PlayStation it's, 3, but it's, it's matte, like, you know, gloss and whatnot. Okay. Can you look at the inputs in the back? We were wondering if you plug your, your, your satellite TV right into the console. Yeah, so um, it has HDMI pass-through, so um, it'll work with your cable box. So, um, you know, as kind of rumored before, like, it goes, you know, the HDMI from your cable box is in. I mean, they haven't really detailed this, but this is, you know, kind of like how I'm presuming it's working um, based on what we see on the, on the back. Uh, so an HDMI, an HDMI input on the back and then an output so it can go straight to your TV. Uh, one of the coolest things, uh, you know, I think a lot of people will be psyched about is that uh, apparently there is no external power brick. It's all encased in the Wow. Oh. So like it's, Interesting. Which That's is, impressive. Which uh, is a huge uh, <laughs> advancement over the current gen. Sure. Uh, one thing also to note is that, like, it's got a ton of ventilation on this thing. Like, there's a massive fan, like... There's so many, uh, you know, just like pass-throughs for air to get through because obviously this is a, a very powerful system. That's meant to stay on all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, the Kinect seems uh, considerably bigger as well. I mean, it, because it's, you know, not so much in, in overall, like, you know, uh, space in terms of how it's taking up, but as far as the design, it's more uh, square and rectangular. So yeah, it's definitely a little more compact, a little more hard edge. Yeah. It doesn't have the, the roundness of it. It's not nearly as wide. 
So for more room for whatever's inside. Yeah. Um, you know, we also got a good look at the controller. Right. Uh, I, I noted this during the press conference, but it kind of looks like a like the hybrid of like the original controller and the and the 360 controller. Uh, obviously, the, the most notice, noticeable thing is um, the triggers and the D-pad. The triggers um, have a bit of a curve to them uh, on the not just you know obviously like in the standard kind of trigger shape, but along the sides too. So it's a kind of like it transitions instead of that hard flat edge between uh, you know the kind of the base of the controller and uh, you know the trigger piece. What did you guys think about the conference overall? Um, mixed. I mean, I'm excited. I was explaining this to Mitch. I'm excited about the product. I don't know if like the presentation itself was all that awe-inspiring. Like it was very concise, very to the point, which was great. But at the same time, like you know, I was you know saying this in the entire conference, like there was no gameplay like of anything. I mean, what we saw of you know games. The only real gameplay that we saw was Call of Duty Ghosts, which was more of like a trailer than anything. Yeah. So like a live demo would have been great, but yeah, wasn't too awe-inspiring. I think yep. the, the console itself is really interesting, and I'm, I'm really excited to see more of it at E3. But as it stands now, I don't feel like anything that Microsoft showed today was particularly next-gen. Nothing about it got me excited to say, like, this is the future of Xbox, because very little of it seemed like something that couldn't be done now. Like the, the snap bar on the side that shows you your fantasy picks or whatever, uh, the various Kinect integrations, all of that stuff feels like this is what Kinect should have been. This is a lot of what Microsoft originally wanted but wasn't capable of doing. Yeah. And now we're seeing the realization of that, and it's it's nice to see that finally. Yes, but it doesn't seem particularly inspiring as like a the future of video games. Yeah. One of the interesting things to me was um, you know like a discussion of like how the software is divided up. I mean, you know, uh, Xbox uh, OS for games uh, to really kind of optimize the system and like drive all the power to the game. And then Windows kernel for like kind of the more entertainment stuff, and then obviously just the basic UI. And you could see that performance like kind of boost, uh, you know, in the in the demos that we saw. Like the the Connect may actually be worth a damn. Now, guys, I have a couple. I have a couple questions. I have a couple questions about the the box and the controller since you've been able to get up close with them. I just noticed in the yeah, uh, in the video that we're looping back. It looks like. The back and start buttons are not back and start buttons anymore. I'm seeing what one that looks like sort of a menu, and the mm -hmm. other one that's that's got like window window panels on it. Do you have any yeah, yeah, on that? Yeah, picture in picture almost. It's almost yeah. It looks like a, exactly like that, or like a photo album on your PC. Uh, I would assume that one of those the share button, and the other is your dashboard menu. Uh, like the menu button would obviously just bring up whatever UI you want to summon without connect, and then the other one would share your yeah. clips and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so the one on the left, like, like, like Mitch was saying, I think that's the, the start button. And I mean, obviously, we still have a lot uh, of day and, and demos ahead of us, so we're not, we have, we'll get more information on this. But, then, um, you know, the one on the left, to, to me, seems like the contextual menu, so like start menu. But then the, the picture-in-picture kind of shape uh, icon on the right one says to me that that brings up, like, the multitasking view, because obviously that was a huge portion of the, right. like, the software side of things for this presentation was, like, how you can really kind of simultaneously swap between things, like, you know, with minimal effort. Yeah. And then how about uh, the gut now the guide button on the top of the the top of the face of the controller? Is that a, is that a button? Is that a touchpad? Can you tell what that is? They, they wouldn't let us touch it. Uh, they wouldn't let us touch the table. Yeah, <laughs> they got really bad. Yeah, so uh, you know we can't. We're not quite yet uh, able to determine whether that's a button or not. Uh, but hopefully we'll learn uh, more shortly in the coming hours because uh, you know as uh, we talked about earlier, like you know we were tweeting about like this is like Microsoft has a long day ahead of us. Like we have a you know a demo of the lab to talk about kind of the development of the console. Um, you know uh, interactive experience, which you know presumably is a, is a hands-on session. So. 
um, you know, we've, we've got a lot uh, to learn and a lot to see and a lot of questions to ask. So we're, you know, we're really excited. And, uh, you know, obviously anyone watching the stream, please tweet at uh, Mitch and I uh, over Twitter, at Scott Lowe and at Mitch E.D., uh, you know, with your questions because obviously we're right here with the, you know, the, the source of it all. So we can, uh, you can, we can ask your questions in real time to the people that matter. And then, Scott, real quick, that, is, that does look like a slot-loading Blu-ray drive, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it is. It's a PlayStation uh, 3 drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it's a really interesting looking box. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's very flat, very minimal, uh, which is, you know, very modern. You know, it's not, uh, you know, it's not screaming gamer box, which is, is interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys, and keep us surprised of your situation. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, Thank you, guys. All right, later, Mitch and Scott. Uh, what about, yeah, they didn't. They, they talked about sharing functionality, but they didn't ever mention a share button like on the PlayStation 4. Right, no. What do we think their plans are? Well, they've got this fast switching, so I suppose it's very easy to share. And they, they did have the Skype stuff on there. So, you know, because Skype can do on, you know, on things like the PC, Skype can do screen share. And mm. So mm. maybe they were talking about integration with Skype. And so that's, you know, another, another mystery that's there. And they did talk about gaming DVR. So you will be recording yes. what you do. Yeah, yes. they talked about native sharing and editing tools being yes. there. And mm -hmm. I thought the, the fact that they left that ambiguous, and again, they're going, like we talked about, right, a more mainstream audience, that let a lot of people on Twitter were immediately going, it's competing with the PlayStation 4, it's doing exactly what the PlayStation 4 does. And I, was, I responded to a couple, I'm like, we don't know that yet. That's no. a big assumption to jump yeah. to when it could easily be that, yeah, you can record a section, bring it down, put, you know, clip parts of it out, and then upload that to YouTube, and that'd be the end of it, right? Viewers at home, remember you can be part of the show by tweeting your questions and comments at IGN. Jordan Sullivan did. He says, no price, big hint there. Well, that's what we talked about on the hashtag pre show. Pricey. Isn't it? <laughs> ah, so that, so hashtag pricey. Your, your, your assumption is now it's going to be an expensive Yeah. Uh, th there were rumors heading into the show, heading into this, that there would be, it would have a, I'm not saying it's not still the case, but there would be a $300 subsidized version with a two year Xbox mm. Live contract at $15 a month and then a $500 no contract version it would seem like it's at very that's very least a $500 no contract version for sure i think if it were if they had a price point they were excited about like oh this thing's 299 come yeah. and get it they would have said so yeah what was the 360 when it first launched a uh, 399 it's $399. yeah it, it it seems a stretch to ask people to pay more than that i agree uh, i think sony so sony taught us <laughs> and we don't launch above three ninety nine because bad things happen. Right, and you don't but, mention it. <laughs> but the, fl the flip argument to that is, since then Apple has come in and trained everyone to spend three, four, five hundred dollars on a on an every year or every two years on new you know tablet and phones. So right now, so what? I suppose the summary point. What are we actually buying? Because a lot of what a cloud. we saw, it is a, a lot of cloud right. stuff. A lot of what we saw is just, in a way, reskinning some of the stuff we kind can of, do yeah. and making it more streamlined, as Mark Whitten says, bringing it all together. And you know, it was that. Yeah, you know, I got, I saw it, and it was very slick, all doing all this, you know, pastry stuff. But I just started to come back and ask myself, what am I actually going to be spending three, four hundred dollars on? It the ability to seem... jump between your HDMI imports <laughs> much yes. faster. Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, that, like... is that is you know they, this is what Apple does so brilliantly in their presentation. They say you are buying this, and this is 
you know, and they, they reiterate the, the point. Ever. Yeah, yeah, best thing ever. And they reiterate the points. What was the big point out of this conference? It certainly wasn't, you know, yeah. it's the ultimate gaming machine, which is certainly what Certainly not. And you're not the only person feeling that way. One of our viewers, Rajakar, says, do Microsoft realize I can already do all that stuff? They want me to buy a new device to save a button press underwhelmed. Mm. Mm. Um, it's true. I, you know, I already use my 360 as my all-in-one entertainment device. That's true. I use it to uh, watch TV shows, watch movies, and play games. So that part of it isn't really new to me. Uh, the fast switching is nice, yeah. but it's like how much, how much, I agree, how much are you asking me to pay to be able to fast switch between? Of course, things? the fast switching means you've got even more to surf in the world. That's true. You, yeah. you, you, you know, it brings all your surfing together. Mm -hmm. you know, so you can have a good two-hour surfing session without <laughs> actually settling on one thing. Right. You know, indecision is just going to be rife in the world. Now, Greg, we've seen uh, a blurry teaser for for the what the PlayStation right. Four looks like. Some more like. sexy events there. A lot yeah. of sexy event Vents photos. And a, yeah. a black rectangle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a black rectangle here as well. I know right. it's shocking <laughs> to our audience that it's a it's a black rectangle. But what did you, did you guys uh, did you guys like the industrial design of the console? Yeah, I mean the system looks sexy. Doesn't I think it? I think it looks really really slick so far. The controller, I'm excited to get a, get a feel for, but it looks really good too. Mm -hmm. right? And that's the one. And like when they were like, you know, redesigned D-pad, it was like, yes, standing <laughs> ovation. Finally, yeah. <laughs> a perfected D-pad. It only out took of us the box. ten years. Right, right, right. Except for the one German controller they put out that did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the box looked really good, and now it's now it's back to the PlayStation. See what they have yeah. up their sleeve. Uh, Ryan, you're a big Forza fan. Yeah. What did you think of the Forza presentation? I, Forza 5. You know, every demo, every quote-unquote gameplay video we saw had the same sort of like CG sheen on it, mm -hmm. I thought. And I'm not saying it wasn't real, but I am I'm questioning if that was actual gameplay. I hope it is. I hope it looks that amazing. Obviously, it was... It was cut in with all those, you know, slow-mo camera angles, tire treads in slow-mo. <laughs> but I, I was left wondering, is, that, is this what we're watching on the screen now? Is that really what it's going to look like when I turn on my television? Cause, and racing games are especially tricky because they all have photo modes and replay modes that don't actually look like the moment-to-moment -moment racing gameplay. But, yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's close to this, I mean, look at the lighting on those, the, just those empty tires yeah. there. I mean, you know, it could be... I hope it looks that good, but I'm still, I'm look, I'm going to need to see it at E3 running. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it's fantastic carbon fiber detailing, by <laughs> yes. the way, yeah. which is perfect. But if you look at the particle effects, that's where you, you can always notice that's where the fidelity starts falling down. So the smoke and the mm -hmm. grain, the, and, um, and it, you know, it was pretty good. I, I start wondering about all these balloons in the background, yeah. and it seems like an awful lot of stuff for a system to handle. <laughs> Do you think you have to use Connect now with with your with, with Xbox One, or no. No? no? no, I don't think that, so. That would be, I mean they can't do that. But that <laughs> well, they can. Well, they could, but I mean it, I think it would be an even bigger. Let's alienate people who are the you know the gamers, yeah. right? That's what the two buttons are. That's I what think. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you certainly, you surely you can still fast switch without saying the Xbox yeah, TV would, or Switch I mean, TV or whatever. Every console will be shipped with a Kinect, but sure as heck hope it's you don't have to have it plugged in at all times. Shipping with Kinect could also keep that price up. That's true. That. Mm -hmm. That's true. What do you guys think about the grab screen mechanic? When they did it, I was like, all right, they got to be letting me do this with a controller. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, 
we're getting closer to that minority report feel, but I'm not ready for it yet. I don't, I don't, You're not ready. I don't, I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want that. That's not the experience I'm looking for. I'd much prefer to have it be I tap a button or, you know, one of the big things they were talking about was that smart glass is in it, right? And yep. that smart glass is going to work with your iOS device and it will be used to control this experience. I'd be fine with that. To have yeah. it running on my phone and be like, oh, tap out to jump yeah. to my things. And see but I think it's again that the, the snapping and grabbing, it's not for you, Greg, or for me. It's for mom that's watching prices Right that can just be like, Okay. Mom, mom isn't using the Xbox. See, this has been my argument when they started with Connect and PlayStation Move that they were just ch chasing this Wii audience that the Wii just caught on such an caught you know nobody was expecting that with the Wii yep. and they caught that audience and got them and then all of a sudden Microsoft and Sony said we can get them too and I thought that you've seen them fail at doing that and I think in the same way I just bought my mom an HDTV like she is not prepared to buy this and snap and grab and be skyping with me <laughs> while she's watching this movie about Star Trek and no no it would it would terrify people and they. That you, you know that because I think the average consumer would say, well, I would have to sit still. I couldn't move yeah. if I was watching TV. So, it is a bit of science fiction, and it's amazing how influential that minority report. Uh, the number of meetings at Microsoft where people were were saying, you know, right, we're going to do minority report. Right. We're going to beat minority report. It's still, still not there. And of course. Connect, the version one Connect was terrible at doing seated gesture recognition. Yeah. They did, I was surprised. Says the they, guy that made a game that well, you played yes. entirely <laughs> while you were seated, yeah. able to journey. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Peter and but Ryan. Somewhat worked. When they talked about uh, Cyclass, did that do anything else to, uh, is it Cyclass? Or it's Smartglass. Smartglass. Well, I thought that was a clumsy bit of the demo, actually, when he took out his phone and remote controlled the TV as well, but I hope what that actually means is that you can use Smart Glass instead of using any of the Connect stuff to yeah. control mm -hmm. the entirety of your Xbox. If you had that, then that would that, that that's that's pretty good. I've always wanted to throw my remote controls away, right? Because they're bewildering, confused, yeah, confusing. Yeah, I mean, things. imagine you can take your iPad and have even if you're watching the movie on full screen, then you have your entire Xbox yeah. One dashboard there and be able to click See, that. See, that's interesting. That's really cool. That's really cool. But here's the question: there's, it, it, there's a lot of problems with saying, you know, the statement I think Mark Whitten said is that this is going to be the only box that you need. There's a lot of problem with things like volume control. No one's really sorted out. There's all these different standards for volume control, and sometimes you've got an amp which controls oh. the volume. Somewhere somebody at Microsoft is scrambling right now. We didn't think of that! There's no volume. But without volume, without, you know, if it, it really is an all-encompassing system where I can throw away my own controls, fine. But I, you know, I bet it's going to be a bit messy. It doesn't have to be like a compressor or like a leveler, an audio like yeah. normalizer within the <laughs> system. Do this to turn the yes, volume down. Right. It's one. I mean, Comcast right now can barely run my internet, so I have mm. no faith that my Comcast DVR uh, is going to be able to be plugged into this box and yes. understand the difference and under, I that I turn one on, the yeah. other turns on. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, well, that's on Microsoft to sort out though, because there are lots of different out. providers around the country, and you know, you, Peter, you mentioned Europe. Like what? Oh, What's going to go what, on over there? What the hell's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure. I know how many languages Connect is Connect recognition is in, but it's certainly not every language. It's a lot of them, though. They have a lot of language libraries already. Outer Mongolian. <laughs> they come there. That. I don't know how big uh, Xbox is there. But <laughs> well, <laughs> eight gigs of RAM. Is, is that enough? It's never enough. No. It's never ever enough. And you know, the more RAM that you can, the more RAM you have, the, 
the bigger the world uh, that you can create and the less paging in a memory you have and mm -hmm. the more stable your frame rate is. And what you alluded to earlier, Peter, is, okay, 8 gigs of RAM just like the PS4. Mm. We don't know the clock speed of the RAM, whether yeah. what type of RAM it is, but with all this dashboard stuff going on, what's the footprint of that dashboard exactly. within that 8 gigs of yeah. RAM? Is that, yeah. are we down to 6 for games Well, now? you've got the dashboard, then you've got the Kinect. Three stuff. operating systems, they told us. Right. Three! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got the, the three operating systems that, uh, the, and, and the dashboard and the Kinect stuff. That could be a huge chunk of that memory. I wouldn't be surprised if you're looking at maybe 20% of that memory taken up with all the system. And I'll tell you the other thing we haven't talked about at all. This fast switching mm -hmm. is going to be incredibly memory hungry. Mm. Right, doesn't it? It has to be. It if you has have to all have that stuff running and open at the yeah. same time. It's and like an iPhone, right? When you leave yeah. too many apps open and everything yeah. has to go back to and close yeah, 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. apps. Then it becomes like an asthmatic child where it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get Star Trek on in a second. Give me some. Mm. Yeah. Three OSs. Is that interesting? Uh, the Xbox One runs three OSs. The Xbox OS... It's marketing speak, yeah. isn't it, Peter? Kernel of Windows. It, all it says to me is every time you go to Xbox One, there's going to be like 50 updates. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's bad enough as it is when you go on to, uh, to Windows, there's an update of a minute. Right. But, but now with three of them, we're going to be updated to hell. But if it's always online, it can do that overnight in the background. That's right? true. That's so true. Hopefully it's yeah. non-invasive. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as it doesn't need to ask you. you, got it's, you ama mean. it's amazing, though, that we're doing all this talking. But we're not talking much about games, though, are we? But again, we warned everyone at the top of the show, Microsoft warned everyone that it was going to be this way, that E3 was going to mm. be the coming out party for the games. Again, you know, the thing I'm going back to, because I know I'm sure Twitter is probably melting down right now uh, over, oh, there were no games, but, but again, uh, Phil Spencer did clearly say... 15 first-party titles within the first year, and eight of those would be new IPs. If those all come out to play at E3, and they're that that suddenly suddenly uh, it, we get a lot more optimistic about this console. Well, by coming out to play, do you mean uh, featuring in some montage? No doubt about that. I mean gameplay. Like, let's see it. No way. No, no way, way they're going to have 15. Well, I'm not saying all 15, but a, you know, a healthy chunk of them. Greg, right. yeah. Review the Xbox One reveal on the IGN scale. <laughs> you love to ask that. Yeah. yeah. What, well, don't tell me. You have other guesses already from what people have asked or been asked? I just want to know. I, want I know, I know. I'm trying to You're think. the first one that's, that's reviewed it. You're the exclusive oh, I'm review. Exclusive Ex review. Yeah. <laughs> Money has. And are we on, we're on the 100 point scale or 20 point scale? I'm sorry, what'd you say? The, IGN, the current IGN scale. The current IGN scale. 100 point. Six nine. Okay, so not quite good. It was okay. It was okay. We're okay. getting close to good. It was an okay. It was an okay. Yeah, comment. that seems fair. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I mean, I mean, from the perspective of someone like, who wants games, that makes we'll, sense. exactly, exactly. We'll patch it later at E3. Thank right? you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back and do the. We'll update Is this our the review. patch that makes the conference <laughs> fun? <laughs> yeah. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Next, we're going to be joined by Rich George, who has some news updates for us. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> while we uh, get him switched out in here, what did you guys think about what they talked about? Dynamic and changing achievements. Peter, you've got to love that, right? Yeah, well, what's it mean? For yeah. The first part of the question is, can I take my gamer score and all my achievements across to Absolutely. Xbox? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they didn't directly address that. They if do you don't, there will be a, uh, let me see if I can say it properly this time, <laughs> a pitchfork and torch 
mob yes. outside of Microsoft's mm. an uh, angry mob. office. Yes, an angry mob. It's chainsaw and flamethrower mob. Uh, you just escalated the situation, Peter, but yes, <laughs> I think it could go. Yeah, of course, because we did that from Xbox One mm. to 360. We were able to, of course, back then there was no gamer score and achievements, but we were able to move our profile, which was basically the gamer tag. You could port your gamer tag over to the 360, mm. and so I'm sure all of that is uh, is coming over. I, I mean, I'm all Especially for... if it's all in the cloud. Yeah, if it's all in the cloud, I'm all for revolutionizing what achievements are and making them more meaningful because what Mark is, did say, and they, they you've got to give them credit for making those achievements meaningful in the first yes. place. What he did say, it, it's got a little bit messy and it's less about, should be less about, you know, you getting through certain goalposts and more about your overall gamer score, mm -hmm. yeah. aggregating all of that stuff together. And that's what seemed to be those, those two little sort of pie charts that came up. That's what that was talking about, I think, is aggregating all of your gamer scores so you can empirically say, I am better than you. Well, here's <laughs> a thought. With all this TV and living room focus, Will there be some sort of achievements that's tied exactly, to television? That's exactly what I was going to say. Or Skype. You yeah. want to get people to watch the new Halo TV show? Well, you get a, you get some achievement points for yeah, watching uh, that whole episode. Absolutely, there right. will. I mean, you, you, well, you, you probably don't realize this. There were achievements in a version of Office. What? what? Yes, <laughs> yes, there were. You got achievements what? for you know using a certain menu on the ribbon. Track um, changes, achievement yeah. unlocked. Yeah, That's it amazing. was. It was. I don't think it. I think maybe we are change. joined now by Rich George. Hi, Hi Rich. Rich. How's it going? Rich, Hi, Rich, you apparently have some news updates for us. Oh, it's, it's getting a little crazy out there right now. Um, and actually, about some of the topics you guys are talking about. So you know, I think we all saw that there weren't a ton of games on the mm. Xbox Reveal Conference. But I've got about uh, 10 that are now joining the roster, give or take. Uh, Destiny got confirmed. Assassin's Creed 4, Watch Dogs, those are obvious ones. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ubisoft has pledged six uh, games for Xbox One within the first year. Okay. Um, including, I believe they've said at least one new IP. So there's that. Uh, Black Tusk has been confirmed to reveal their game at E3, Excellent. which is an internal Microsoft studio. That'll be one of the, that's one of the eight then that yeah. uh, Phil Spencer mentioned. Exactly, and then uh, Thief. I mean, some of these aren't huge surprises, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, at least now we can stop pretending that there are other next-gen consoles and we can just say right. Xbox One. Yeah, Xbox One, PS4. Um, some other big stuff for you guys. You were just talking about gamer scores, yes. tags, avatars. Those will be ported over. That's confirmed. Excellent. However, the system is not backwards compatible with your okay. 360 uh. games. So keep a hold of your 360. If you really cherish those games, uh, you will not be you know, using them on your Xbox One. Um, and I don't think Microsoft has really detailed if there's, you know, uh, those older games will be somehow available to access on the Xbox One. So. Um, that's something for all gamers to keep in mind. Uh, we also know now that all Xbox One games require an installation. They will all be installed to the hard drive. And we know now, and we don't, there's not a lot of details on this, but there's some sort of fee to install it to other accounts. So really if I have multiple accounts on my system, it sounds like... Wait a minute. That's yeah, ridiculous. So, so like my, my girlfriend and I both have our accounts on one system, but if I want to install it to mine to get the achievements, to get all that sort of stuff, 
uh, there's some sort of fee, but we don't have a lot of details. That's on exactly terrible. What that looks like. so, the way I understand <laughs> that, like, let's say a family, there's multiple kids in a family. That's what you it's. You can't buy like. one copy of the game, and all the kids can't play that copy. That's what it's sounding like. I, you know, again, this is early, like breaking sure. news type thing. So um, we'll wow. be, you know, stay tuned, to IGN. We'll have more of the sort of like specifics on how that works. I sort of scribbled a bunch of notes down and rushed yeah, in that's here. That's really big. Um, yeah, we also know that the system is not always online. It's not required. Oh. Uh, uh, exactly right. the. The specifics of that, again, still some stuff that we need to kind of determine and figure out. I mean, so, so everyone knows, you know, Microsoft is having hours of events going on right now, and yeah. there's a roundtable uh, starting soon that our guys are attending. So I'm sure we'll get more details on this, but it's not always online. Now, exactly what parts are required, what parts aren't, you know, that sort of uh, thing. So it sounds like there will for sure be uh, an authentication I think uh, so. For an online authentication to it, especially your games. with that fee, you know, you, you're yeah. going to have to authenticate that somehow and but check your. It is you know. it is glorious news indeed if you can play this thing without an internet connection. Yeah, and then uh, in other news, Sony's stock is surging right now. So really, it's what surging right now? So uh, right. so, so the yeah. market has spoken. Then what they yeah. how they feel about uh, yeah to the extent the that they now. you know what's Microsoft stock doing? Uh, that I don't know. We just know that Sony's is, is uh, there you go. Peter Molyneux is for us. Is yeah. there a new uh, Destiny trailer? Uh, no, so a lot of these are just coming with quick press releases. Uh, Ubisoft confirmed all their games in just one quick blast out. Destiny confirmed it on their Facebook page, I believe. So it's just coming in sort of really crazy, weird angles right now. Everyone's sort of in a rush to be like, we're, we're on this too, we're here too. Um, you know, if you think about it, we really only saw a couple games from Microsoft Studios, yeah. and then we saw, you know, Call of Duty and EA. So it's like, well, what about everybody else? Sure. So, uh, so this is the first time that Destiny has been confirmed to be on the next Xbox. Yeah, yeah they, they'd yeah. always said next generation. Other, consoles, yeah, yeah, other platforms. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then Assassin's Creed Four. Again, Black flag. Same idea. It was like it's on PS4 and other things, and it's like, okay, well, now we know what the other <laughs> yeah, thing is. Yeah, exactly. We do know what that other thing is. Um, so yeah, again, these are all like first confirmations of these games arriving on Xbox One. Okay. Um, so yeah. What do you think about what do you think about Xbox One? Uh, well, uh, you know the thing is, is the thing that motivates me to buy a new console is original ideas and original games. And I knew I wasn't expecting a lot of that, but the fact that you know, and you guys brought it up earlier, the fact that I didn't see a game for like about 35, 33 minutes somewhere in there. I'm just I was just sitting there the whole time going, "Where's my games?" You yeah. know, I I really. Yeah. Like, I've already got DirecTV, I've already got all these other things, and while, you know, it's nice to have something that can integrate all these things and tie it all together, I mean, NFL partnership is amazing, I'm a huge football fan, but, you know, I want games, I want original new games, and, I, it, you know, obviously it's great to see EA coming out in a big way, it's obviously great to see Ghosts, um, but I already know those things. Those are so familiar to me. Like, show me something that I haven't seen before. That I thought that was what was so effective about the PS4 reveal was we got Knack first thing, you know. And I felt like that made a really cool statement, which is like, yeah, we'll have sports, we'll have shooters, but there's this really cool idea that you haven't seen before. Ryan, we've just got confirmation that Battlefield 4 is confirmed for Xbox One. Not a surprise. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's another one to add to the list. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go. write that down there. We got like what 12, 12 games now, something like that. Rich, you follow Nintendo closely. Yeah. What is what is what does all this mean for the Wii U, <laughs> if anything? Well, uh, I mean, you know, Nintendo's sort of misfortunes and struggles are sort of, you know, they've always sort of existed outside the sort of normal scheme of things, and I think they're. You know, their struggles are their own in a way. I think that, you know, if they come to E3 with Smash Brothers and Mario and those sorts of things, that'll be cool. 
Um, but increasingly, they are setting. You know, they are very far away from what this Xbox but, One and PS4 are. And they've tried to do their own sort of TV type thing with with the Wii U gamepad, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Does, I, are they now uh, slamming their heads on the desks? <sighs> No, probably not, because that's just not how they operate. They don't sit there and look at... I mean, they clearly, you know, with Wii U, have not been looking at where things are going in Xbox yeah. One and PS4. Like, these things are very, very different. Um, you know, Wii U's problem is that it's not instantly accessible and able... You know, you're not able to articulate what makes it so cool. You know, Wii, you swung the controller, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I understand what that is. I understand why that makes sense. Wii U, you don't quite get it. You know, you're like, I have a second screen in my hand, but I've got five TVs in my house, so I don't really care, mm -hmm. you know, that, that someone now doesn't need a TV, so, uh, or, or, you know, has extra access to a TV. So, I don't, I don't know that this buries Nintendo or anything like that. I just think that it increasingly proves that they are somewhere else and sure. that their ability to prove that that product works is on them. Mm -hmm. So, and it's certainly, they're certainly not getting the kind of support that EA has just pledged to Xbox One. It just feels, the Wii U just feels like a completely different product line. Yeah. You know, they, you've got PlayStation and Xbox One and, and they feel that they're over here and more increasingly Wii U just feels like it's drifting off on its own little... It, it is in its own little island and, yeah. and you know, and, and Nintendo I think generally just sort of thinks within its own little island and its own yeah. little world. And that has led them to some incredible success over the past, you know, 20, 30 years. Um, this one just doesn't seem to be gelling with people. Mm. But they also, you know, released a console and then didn't release any games for like six months. Sure. So that doesn't exactly help your cause. They said the Xbox One will be available later this year around the world. Does that mean worldwide? Is that same thing, or are they? You, you, you say, Peter, that they they choose their words very carefully. Very, very carefully, and there's probably been you know huge debates over this. Yeah. Around the world, you know, why didn't they just use the word term worldwide? Mm -hmm. Around the world implies to me they'll choose, you know, uh, Japan maybe and the UK, or maybe you know major countries in the UK, so they can say the sun never sets on the Xbox One. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's, probably, it's not the same as worldwide. We've talked a lot about, um, you know, the Xbox, Xbox has obviously struggled in Japan. And then we wondered, you know, does it even make sense to release the next Xbox in Japan? You know, you have experience with Microsoft. Does this console sound like something that uh, will appeal to the Japanese market? I mean, the trouble is with the Japanese market is that uh, that the Xbox is so damn Microsoft. It, it, it's, uh, and it's, it's very American, mm -hmm. and you know, the Japanese people, they don't really like that sort of kind of arrogance. And there's, there's, there's always been a sense of arrogance about Microsoft. And you know, again, this is, I think the, the Japanese, they don't like to be taught, you know, say, this is the way you are going to consume your entertainment. This is the way you're going to game. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, mean, I, I think they have to release it in Japan. I, I mean, Apple, they're, they're forced to. Yeah. Apple is a very American company that they mm. have totally embraced. Uh, you know, yeah, because 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 Apple has got one thing, uh, and it it has it in spades. It's got style. Sure. Yeah. And it's you know the Japanese, Japanese are stylish people. Style. They 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 you know incredibly stylish people. I'd point I out mean, two things: is like you didn't see any Japanese no. developer support there. You you know? There were two there. dots on the on the there were the yeah, yeah. On, okay. that, on that map of uh, yeah. what they were talking about student development studios. I guess that's how we sussed that support out. Is like, yeah. but I mean, you look at I mean, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't launch in Japan because they really made. I mean, I I think you can say they made a legitimately valiant effort 
to gain a foothold in Japan, both on Xbox One and in 360. I mean, they were very, very aggressive with Japanese exclusives, with Japanese-developed mm. titles early in the 360's life cycle, and it just never took for whatever reason. So I, I do wonder if they'll uh, invest the efforts this I'm, time around. I'm curious if they changed their approach, right? Like, I mean, they made yeah. some really strong efforts. Yeah, I, I think they, they will undoubtedly launch in Japan, but it's how much support they give Japan. Yeah. I don't... Um, you know, maybe they won't do any exclusive titles. Maybe the, you know, they were at one time talking about doing special versions of Japan. But you know, it's how much love they give Japan, or whether it's just another territory, just like you know. Now, one like, thing we didn't hear, you know, uh, Japan, like San Francisco, the, uh, people generally have smaller living spaces, and of course, with the mm -hmm. Connect One, that was a massive, massive uh, problem. Yeah. And we didn't hear in this conference, uh, we heard about, okay, a 1080p camera on the Kinect. Uh, we heard about that it's uh, a, a wider field of view, but we don't know how close or far away, you, you know, what the distance is this time, if, if uh, we've reduced that, if, if it is going to be more uh, agreeable with smaller well, if you, spaces. Well, if you've got a bigger field of view, you, that means you can come in closer. Right. Um, and it just means, you know, you're not going to capture the whole. The, you know, capture less. So that's probably good news. No finger stuff, though. Yeah, I, w I took note of that as well. Mm. We saw, it almost looked like, it was like Vulcan hands. It was like sort of one, <laughs> it was two, like this. But no, yeah, not individual digit mm. tracking on that skeleton demo. Like the penguin from Batman Returns. Exactly, yeah, Danny DeVito. He'll be fine, you know, yeah. problem. Um, one bit of news that just came out is Xbox One will not function without Connect. So you better have that thing, so you better it, find your well, space. You I know. mean, it comes with it. Yeah, it comes so it with it. it has to be plugged in. Exactly, it needs to be there. So you yeah. can't say, I don't want Connect. I'm just going to go put this over okay. here but in the closet. You, you could know. just plug it in and point it at the wall, I guess. <laughs> sure, yeah. That's probably what I'll do. <laughs> that's interesting, isn't it? I wonder how much, um, how many cables it's got. I know that sounds a ridiculous question, but it, that's one of the things I, you know, I'm constantly tripping one, over my Connect. One for Connect, one for HDMI, and, what, and then the power the, cord. Then, then the the, does it, is, it, is it one cable that well, just goes to one, too. or does or it a separate it's power? Wireless. Yeah, wireless is built in. Mm. Rich, uh, yeah. you know, I think it's safe to say Nintendo still aims the Wii U at families, very broadly. Uh, Sony came out with PS4, seemed to be aimed at core gamers. Yeah. Who, who is the Xbox One for? I think, you know, Microsoft is going for a very wide audience, you know, that's mm -hmm. why they're, they're talking so much about television, they're talking so much about original television content with the Halo series, they're talking about NFL, um, you know, and you, you look at the games even they produced, which were EA Sports games and Call of Duty. This is very like, you know, let's hit the broadest spectrum possible, you mm -hmm. know, let's get, get the widest, you know, sort of net out there. Um, and, and very specifically for North American, you know, North American audience. Here's football. Well, here's FIFA 14 exclusive. Yep. Uh, mm. For the next gen version, that's a that's their. No, that was a specific mode within. Was FIFA, it? Okay. Right? Yeah, I yeah, think there was some specific. Right, so, of it. But, but they're at least ultimate team, whatever that taking is. Taking aim at, at Europe with that. They definitely did speak to it a bit. Actually, we can see it on screen there for a second. But um, you know, there's definitely a, a strong suggestion of like. You know, NFL, Call of Duty. Um, so I, th I think that's what they're going for. Um, I think we'll probably see the quirkier stuff at E3, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that, the, you know, Sony seemed to be going core gamer. Nintendo, I don't think, quite knows who it's marketing to right now. And Microsoft seems to be going for, like, that, that wide, casual, main, you know, mainstream gamer who plays, you know, Call of Duty nonstop.
By the way, did this Madden video uh, remind anyone else of the same 2005 Target video we got that yes. with with uh, Donovan McNabb in the snow? Like, the, the, see, this yeah. is where I, th we're never going to play that. That's not <laughs> well, happening. Don't say never. <laughs> well, not not on Xbox One. <laughs> I mean, that was what was kind of frustrating about this whole thing to me was there. You know, we're going to see the games, and you know. That's not what a game looks like. We know that's not what a game looks like. Now, maybe that is actually what is sort of on the game screen from a, you know, and then I'm at a distance with little, you know, UI and little, you know, right, interface right. and stuff. But I just want to see what the games are going to look like. Let me see what my experience will be. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with Ghosts. You know, they're like, we're going to see this in-engine. The, 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 the big problem is, is the amount of time that the developers have. Mm -hmm. Because you can, you know, a year before the the hardware and it is announced, you can go and do the CG right. and motion capture stuff, but when you try and get it on there, you need you need six months to a year okay. on a new architecture, and that's the big problem. Sure, sure. And, and it really is, you know, you, it, you've got to put spend an awful lot of time and love on, on those few seconds, because those people like yourselves just, you know, oh my God, <laughs> look at that what seagull, it? it's not flapping right <laughs> on the top of the stadium. So sure. it is, it is thing to do. It's a lot of pressure for them. I mean, I think yeah. if, if instant reaction, I feel like Sony spoke more to me. Um, mm. I, I, I don't completely reject what Microsoft did here, although I, I, I tweeted out that I thought it was a pretty decent result, and th there was a fair amount of backlash in terms of like, how dare you say decent? This was terrible. Backlash on Twitter? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Shocking. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think people really wanted to see what next-gen gaming looks like, not necessarily what next-gen TV, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think people would have rather gotten a tease about a new Halo game than a Halo TV series. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe this wasn't the right venue to just do that entertainment-heavy thing, um, especially in light of what Sony did, where they were just all about the games, and here's the game experience for you. And, and I mean, I'm totally welcoming of some of these ideas. I mean, I've been sitting there going, where's NFL? You know, I mean, EA, or, you know, Microsoft has had all these partnerships with different, you know, NBA, NHL, all these things. Where's my NFL? And they finally got it. So that's awesome. But um, I don't know. It just feels like something was a little missing. I mean, and, and they also have this, like, really difficult task of, you know, slightly over two weeks out from E3 trying to have some sort of presentation and then do another one in just, right. I think it's like 19 days. Yeah, 19 or days. Like that. That's really hard to do. I think you know Sony has had the luxury of going so early that you give them the benefit of the doubt going into E3 because you're like, ah, oh, we'll see more in a few months, and that's sure. okay. You know, with Microsoft, you're sitting there going, where are my games? And yeah, they're 19 days away, so that is you know, uh, you know, silver lining. But at the same time, you're sitting there going, where are my games? Yeah, so the timing is strange. Hard for them. Viewers, remember if you tweet your questions and comments at IGN, we will share the best ones here live. Peter, how do you think the conference uh, played in, in Europe and the UK? Well, I think there'll be a lot of worries about, you know, you know what in that conference is, is there for Europeans. I love, one of the things I did love about um, the TV side was an, an AHL is linking to your fantasy or the fantasy leagues, mm -hmm. which is, you know, that would be brilliant if they did that for yeah. football. It would be fantastic because, you know, Fantasy stuff is very complicated, and it, I've always thought it'd be fantastic to link it with the actual plays that are happening. There was no real sign of that. I think, you know, Europe is just scattered with huge number of cable uh, providers and satellite providers and different systems and different formats. Of course, there's all the different languages as well. There was no real talk about that. 
they would have definitely said we're going to support you know X, Y, and Z countries. So I think people will be slightly concerned, and especially in the UK. In the UK, they are real gamers over there, and you know I think everybody that said all the points about you know it was only a small portion of the conference that was about games. I think the British people will probably be firebombing Microsoft offices as we speak now. One of our viewers, Christian Off right so as to say i really believe that xbox left the hardcore audience behind which is a mistake in my opinion see again is he, is he being a little too dramatic uh, based on this presentation no but again it just goes back to you know not to just repeat the microsoft message cuz you know they did underwhelm with with games today but it, it we can't definitively say that until after 19 days right yeah. i mean 19 days we know that there are 15 exclusive you know microsoft productions games, yeah. eight original ips even if you showed half of those at E3, I think you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. You know, that feels good. Um, again, 19 days. So it's, it's hard to react to this one. I, I totally sympathize with fans where they're like, where are my games? Where's, where, where's the stuff for me? 19 days. Hard, hard to kind of sit there and wait in light of this, but at the same time, not very far off. Another no. one from Johan says, after that reveal, I'm hoping there are games at all. Who cares about all the multimedia and integration? Gamers want games. So yes. Gamers want games, but I think Microsoft knows something that everyone else, you know, isn't thinking that like games are only one slice of the entertainment pie. People who identify as gamers are, you know, a, a relatively small percentage of the entire world's population, and yeah. Microsoft really wants everybody. That's right. Yeah, and, and let's not forget the original reason, and we said it already. The original reason they got into the console space was to own the living room. Mm -hmm. Now it seems like they, you know, they've got with Xbox One all the the bits of the living room kind of sorted. The question is, is the living room like it was when they first started? <laughs> Good because question. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, really changing your living room is my living room. I now hardly ever watch TV anymore. Mm. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting. They've just, the, my biggest worry is not that they do all this other stuff, but I don't worry about that. It's just lovely that it does all. They've, just got to be world class at so many different areas. Mm -hmm. They've got it's to make difficult. world class TV, they've got to make world class interfaces, they've got to make world class games. I mean, it, it's almost impossible to think how you solve all those problems. But of, but of, of any, are the, Microsoft is one of the few companies in the world that does have the resources to pull that off, right? Not saying it's easy or it's gonna happen, mm. but don't, aren't they, I mean, you know, financially and sort of, They've got the partnerships and the, the technology for that. It's, it's, it's not anything to do with the money. It's not anything to do with resources. It's to do with people. Yeah. Have they got, you know, that fantastic script writers to write the brilliant Halo TV yeah. series? Have they got, you know, their brilliant TV people to schedule all the stuff? Have they got the technical people to handle this massive number of boxes we have in our living room together? They've got all those people, and they, can they bring them all together and get them to produce world-class uh, experiences all at the same time, sometime later this year? That yeah. is a real, real problem. And today, we have less patience for bugs and revisions <laughs> and updates. I mean, you you look at Windows 8. Um, you know, they they miss the beat on the stupid start icon down the bottom, and lots of people calling it an absolute right. disaster. Yeah. Now, Peter, from from a development perspective, with this whole cloud focus, mm. uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but to do to update your game to Microsoft hates the word, but to patch your game yeah. on on Xbox, you have to go through the Microsoft certification process, yeah. which costs 
money. Uh, you have to pay to do that. Do they have to drop that requirement and make it easier to update your games in this new Xbox One world of, of cloud-based gaming? Well, one, 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 up, updates are a big problem for us all. I mean, you only have to look at when you unpackage the Wii U. I mean, it's, it's like an hour, it's three yeah. quarters of an hour yeah. of patching <laughs> before you even, which is so un-Nintendo-like. But people aren't realizing, and you hinted at it, realizing that now updates can just happen, you know, without you even knowing about it. If your system kind of understands a bit about you and thinks, right, from 2 a.m. till 6 a.m., I'm going to patch, you know, or everything on your system automatically for them. That's great. The only problem is a lot of these patches take, uh, require you to authorize them. And you know some of them they require you to sign off mm -hmm. on them or agree or change of terms. That often happens on here, so it, it you know it is a big problem. Rich, thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna bring Greg back on here in just a moment. But Ryan and Peter, now that the reveal is out of the way, what do you both most uh, look forward to seeing at E3? Ryan, we'll start with you. Specific games, or I mean, because well, obviously anything the answer, related to the Xbox answer is One. games, okay. right? Okay. Uh, well, all right. I'll start. I'll start a little higher level than that. Um, the release date. Mm. The release date. Mm. I want to know when I can buy it, and I want to know how much it's going to cost. Those are. I mean, I think I, I'm almost sure we'll get at least one of those two at E3. I would think the release date would be more likely than yeah. the price. Uh, again, especially if my theory holds true that. The price is high, and so they'll want to hold that as long as they can, uh, and just make sure people are interested before they drop the the price bomb. But I mean, software-wise, those we know we're going to see Forza. We just saw uh, Quantum Break. Do I remember that correctly mm -hmm. from from Remedy? That I'm very curious to see, especially Peter. You know, you mentioned the the, the live action bits mm, of that. You know, and, and your, you know, how that's going to interact with Xbox TV. Um, and then, you know, what's going on with those eight, you know, how many of those eight new IPs are we going to see? Here's a game uh, that disappeared a while ago that uh, was, was, has been rumored to be back in the works. A game called Rise, R-Y-S-E, from Crytek. Right. Uh, it was very, obviously a very talented studio. That was a, a Kinect fighting, Roman Empire yeah. oh, gladiator yes. fighting right. game. Of course, I forgot about that. It was shown in trailer form in, I believe, like two years ago. Two yeah. 2011, I think. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't last year. It was 2011, and then it disappeared. Um, there were no confirmations of a cancellation. The, the rumors have said that that game is back in the works, and that is going to be a big deal launch title for the Xbox One. So is that going to be the, the flagship Connect title, so I would be very curious if that's still a thing. So, Peter, what are you looking most looking forward to hearing about at E3? Well, I, uh, I, I'm hoping that you know what Phil Spencer said. You'll hear more at E3. We just hear about games. Yes. I don't want to hear any more about TV. <laughs> that's I, don't right. wanna, I just want to hear about. I want an hour of game goodness. I want live demos. Uh, I want journalists to get their hands on things, to feel that controller in action, to feel you know its responsiveness. I want to understand what not only the gameplay of those games, but how those games are using this new system. You know, he, there was hinting about these new servers. How you know what are they yeah. for? How do I use them? All this cloud and cloud computing stuff. So I you know want that. I want the new IPs. 
I want to you know, at least hear the names of the 18 titles that Phil Spencer heard about, and I want to know the launch lineup. Mm. I want to know what games it mm. is I'm going to get excited about, because you know, that is going to mean that, that I'm more likely to go and buy one on day one. We are rejoined now by Greg Miller. He's Peter back. missed me! I did. <laughs> yeah. Greg wants to talk specifically about ESPN. Yeah, all the sports stuff they yeah. talked about. I've been asking. I know, I know Damon here. He's a big fan of the Huge. foosball and everything else. Huge. When I was on before, you asked me, you know, what my high was and what my low was. And they were, they kind of go hand in hand for what it was. Because my, my high was when they said, we're bringing this exclusive experience about the biggest sports franchise in the world, which is, you know, the NFL they were talking yeah. about. And I was like, <gasps> and then they came out and they are just like, oh, it's some fantasy football stuff. And I was like, oh. You know what I mean? Because we, we were talking about if it was subsidized, right? And yes. it, it, what the next Xbox Live could be. And if they would have come out today and said that, you know, if you buy the system and it's subsidized or you buy it and you get the next Xbox Live, you get NFL Sunday ticket for free. Mm -hmm. That would have been a huge boon for them to suck Absolutely. I was waiting for that. Right? It didn't happen. Yeah, you're a big sports fan. Yes. And so when they came out and they showed the ESPN integration, they're like, you can be watching, you know, you can be watching the Heat here play. And then LeBron pops up. And you want to know how he's doing on your, your fantasy team. It pops up over here on the side. It's like... Okay, that's cool, but I think in the same boat what we were talking about as far as like HBO Go and these apps and these different things, I want the a la carte experience, right? Like NFL for me is waking up and going to watch the Bears somewhere. And yeah. now that I have NFL Sunday ticket through my PlayStation 3, mm -hmm. I get to wake up and do it in my living room rather than go to the sports bar. Now, what's to make me jump? If, if, if what they were showing today for the NFL experience doesn't include NFL Sunday ticket, and I'm just waking up and then I can see whatever games on normal TV and see my fantasy football, that doesn't add anything to me, right? Yeah. I still go out, I still go watch it with everybody else who cares about my team and what's happening. That's how that works. And same thing for the NBA, right? If I can't get updates while I'm watching the game I want to watch, it gets really awkward really quickly. Mm. And I think one of the big things about fantasy sports is your allegiance to your league. And when you have an established league you've played with for years, your fantasy league, you know, your yep. best friend from high school and this guy you knew from college and whatever, it, it, it's hard to get them to go set up new accounts. I still use Yahoo Sports. And Me it's, too. It's, the it's only awful. Time, it's, the, it's terrible. <laughs> and it's the only time I show up to use it is for fantasy football. And so to all of a sudden say that, well, what if it is this proprietary thing where it is, you know, you're using it through NFL.com's fantasy mm. sports and all this other thing. That's fine, but it's not what we're used to and it's not where leagues already exist. So I don't know what the inclination is going to be there to push people out to do it. We have a question here from Twitter. Uh, maybe you can help us answer this, Greg. Garrett Green asks, do you understand what EA Ignite is? Because I have no idea what they're trying to say it would do different from a sports title on PS4. No. Uh, while we've been doing this live show, they've already come out and confirmed that you know Madden, FIFA, all the all the sports games EA showed are coming to PlayStation 4. These are PlayStation 4 games again. So I think this was another one of the quick you know, hey, here's this trailer about how athletes move and how realistic everything. That was the be. low point of the conference for me, by the way. Yeah, here's here's Robert Griffin III talking about playing sports. You're like, yeah, okay, that that's that's fine, but what what are we doing with that? You know what I mean? And so I think that was a. A low point for sure, right? To come out and say something. They, and they framed it in the way that, you know, everybody frames all this stuff, right? Like people, when Destiny came out of PlayStation 4, people were like too super confused all of a sudden if it was coming to PlayStation 4 first or whatever. And it's like, no, it's just that here's this third party supporting yeah. this piece of hardware. Were you moved at all by the, uh, the EA Sports trailer that they showed? Yeah. I was, I was bored. Like, I want to see the game, right? And yeah. I, I was like, I was waiting for them to explain why Madden 25 would be so much better on this version. Why, why it would be better on Xbox One versus PlayStation 4, or PS3, or even 360 for that matter. And we it's confusing now course. to say Xbox One, isn't it? Very. No, <laughs> that, every, that was our thing out there. Every time they were talking about it, all I could picture was the giant <laughs> Wait a second. black box, yeah. right? 
Really strange. How about NBA Live coming back after a couple of false starts and right? missteps? Yeah. And yeah. Like, the what? franchise that I just never could get off the ground now confirmed in the next 12 months coming out and doing that. Now, another thing, when I was last on, we talked about Connect. Have we, has, has people broken it to you? It's now confirmed Connect needs to be connected at all times. Well, yeah, yeah but it's still, do you have to use it? Yeah, no. that's Does it just have question. to be connected, yeah, right? Yeah, just hanging that's off fine. like a sensor bar on this right. side. I can't no see you. I'm not going to play. <laughs> I don't think so. One of our viewers whose name is unpronounceable uh, tweets this picture at us. Says, am I, am I supposed to put Connect in here? I, this is his dorm room or his closet. I don't yeah. know. He, apparently, he games in a closet. And, uh, you know, obviously, Connect would not fit very well. Right. You cannot use Connect very easily. Kevin McDonald from IGN UK is at a UK Xbox press event right now, and they asked about this. Is it only going to work in the living room? And they said, no, no, no. It'll work in any room. That's just, you know, the biggest screen and, like, you know, where everybody comes together. It will work in any room, meaning that I think we're on the same page, right, that Connect isn't. It needs to be connected, but it doesn't need to be, <laughs> oh, I'm moving this around, pulling yeah, out the I, movies. I, I, I'm pr- I, I would hope that they need to have it connected because they need the camera for things like Skype. Mm. Right. And they need the microphone for things like voice recognition, but they don't need necessarily need Connect. By the way, uh, Connect, no need to leave my heartbeat alone. I'll let you know. Hang on a second. That was a bit. How are they going to read your heartbeat? Right? They have a it's, lot of x rays. It's weird me out. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Wii Vitality sensor that yeah. never. never I'm sorry, you're too excited to play this game. <laughs> take a rest. Maybe you should take a break. <laughs> like, you're about to have a stroke. I'm no, going to go ahead and uh, shut no, down. It automatically calls 911 for you on Skype. That was the jumping the shark moment for me. How do they read your heartbeat? <laughs> Unless you have some sort of device attached to you. I remember I when so. Paranormal Activity 4 was all about Connect. Oh, yeah, yeah. They knew. Connect was a big part of Paranormal Activity 4. Don't see Paranormal Activity 4. Not because of the Connect, just it's a bad movie. Uh, was it? Was it? Oh yeah. Was it and I loved one and two. Yeah. And then I just write down Peter. Speaking of like, yeah. why haven't we had a, like a trailer or a teaser for five yet? Yeah, we'll give it a little bit. Well, I think summertime. I mean, it's is like usually six when months away now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we the, the Xbox is probably going to be out soon. We don't even know what a game <laughs> looks like on it. So I think we're all right. Uh, you're, or sorry, we I was just going to bring up. Uh, we we heard about, you know, all those new servers, ten thousand times more servers and uh, larger player counts. Uh, and bigger 300,000 servers? That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that, to me, suggests, the wording that they use suggests we are finally going to see more than two massively multiplayer online games, which, of course, you know, is Final Fantasy and then re- very recently Defiance. Um, rumors have suggested that Fable, mm-hmm. Peter, yeah. could go the MMO route. Now, yeah. uh, I... what. What you may know and what you might not, I'm not sure, but is Fable uh, a fit for, do you think Fable would be a fit for a massively multiplayer experience? Should that, should that occur? I think, I think it would be a great fit. And we, we, you know, that it was on the list of, you know, here's things what you could do with Fable. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could be a, a Is that great just like a Word fit. doc on your computer? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Word doc updates. Fable Sports. Yeah, Fable Sports. They, we considered that, you know, ye olde English football. <laughs> That'd probably be pretty um, it be, Because, you know, Fable, it, the land of Albion, it, it's a very rich place. There's a very rich storyline in there. You know, you, people could, be, you know, to play the jobs... They uh, they they experienced in in, in single player and you that's fantastic. The only thing that I would challenge is to keep the humour of Fable. Yeah. And and you know make it 
you know, a lot of, a lot of and, and I love World of Warcraft, don't get me wrong, it, but it's very, it's quite a, um, it can be quite a humorless sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. it can be very serious, but to, you know, to keep the humor, the humor there. But I, you know, I think Fable will make a great massive multiplayer game. It's incredibly hard to do though. You've already got the pet built in. You got the pet. You got the MMO yeah. pet. And we dog. don't have to strap a bomb to his back. Mm. Like in Call of Duty. <laughs> obsessed with blowing up animals. Yeah. <laughs> what, now, what do we know about Destiny? Does that count as a massively? It does game? because uh, mm. I mean we don't know how many players will be in it at a time. But Bungie has already said when uh, I was able to visit Bungie for the, the reveal, which we of course covered to death on IGN, uh, that it is an always connected game. So uh, you will not be playing. A, the good news is you can play your Xbox One without an internet connection. You cannot play Destiny without one. So the, you know they've talked about uh, other players, sort of in, in this like journey, you know, sort of seamlessly showing up into your game and being able to partner up with friends. But I mean, we don't know how massive the player count mm -hmm. will be with Destiny. But it is an always an always online connected game. Mm -hmm. Greg, Destiny, what do, you, what do you think about Destiny on PS4? It seems to be more and more being closely aligned with, with the PS4. Right. I mean, I want to see more about it. You know what I mean? I think it's really interesting. Mm. I think it's, it, it, it's Sony doubling down on them, right? I think if for, you know, for a console that is getting smoked every time on Call of Duty DLC, right? Yeah. Like, with, you know, for the with, biggest still. franchise in games or entertainment, they yeah. can't make any inroads. Well, with, with Bungie and, and Sony sort of, you know, right. getting... It's like, it's like Sony dating... Microsoft's old girlfriend. Exactly, and that, that's why they did that. <laughs> Not cool, Sony. Come on, man. <laughs> you didn't even ask. But yeah, you I have, thought we were friends. You have to go after that, right? Because they need uh, they need a feather in their cap, and they're making a big bet that you know Destiny's going to be big, and that mm. Bungie is going to resonate and bring people over to at least see what's going on. But so far, what do we know? What do we? What have we seen about it? Right? I want to see a lot of games. Yeah, it seems it. like Sony is betting on. Destiny as the next big thing, whereas Microsoft securing, you know, yep. continuing its Call of Duty DLC yes. exclusive partnership, yeah. they are betting on Call of Duty continuing yep. to be the big thing. Right, right. You see, I, I, the thing about Bungie, they are so passionate about they what are. they do. I mean, it, you know, they're it, they're insane, crazy passion, and that is what's going to drive you through if you're creating a new piece of IP. And what have we said? You know, what we want is new IP. So I think it's you know smart to get behind Destiny. You know, if you bet on anyone, you bet on someone like Bungie. Right. And I and agree. if it is, I love the idea that it has to be always online because that means they're doing something different. They're, they're going to change the game, and that's what we want. And that's what the original Halo did. Let's remember that Bungie invented, pretty much invented first-person shooters on consoles, right. and they oh. solved a lot of those problems. So you know, we've got to be excited about that. Did we? What did we learn about the new dashboard? I, you know, what did you guys think of it? Because when it finally popped up, I was like, okay, here it is. Yeah. It is, you know, kind of Windows 80, but it looks navigable. It looks manageable. It didn't. Mm. It didn't terrify me. Peter, well, I, I, I loved the line. It's your dashboard, and the dashboard, you know. Yeah, you called for this in the pre-show. Yeah, I, you know, I love that. I hope they take that all the way, and uh, you know, that could be great. You know, I still like the metaphor of the tiles, and and it's familiar to Windows 8. That makes sense to me. If I'm, if I'm, I was going to say, God forbid, for some reason, using a Windows phone, then it, it looks similar <laughs> to to my Windows uh, to my Windows 8. Uh, you know, that makes sense. It feels like one product. Um, 
and, and the, it, it really feels like fast switching. Is I'm not so sure about this, to be honest. The screen grabbing, yeah, yeah, the screen grabbing stuff. Because as you say, if I'm holding a, you know, what? a cup of coffee in this hand, Ryan's <laughs> going to get in the face. So I liked the the trending tab for yes. it'll bubble up things yes. that people are actively interested in. Yes. But I still, it doesn't address the thing that we talked about on the pre-show of you know we we're talking about how. Xbox Live Arcade games, all these great games are just buried and no one mm. can ever find them. It's still up to Microsoft to, to help bubble that stuff up so people can even find it in the first place. Like the trending thing is great if people can find it, right? So it's up to Microsoft to be. Well, of course, sort of you know, when you think about trending, what it really, it, it's similar to the App Store and the, the featured list, of course, how, what. What's hot? The intelligence behind what's hot so and trending. Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Minecraft. <laughs> 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 it's going to yeah. be interesting. Netflix. Yeah. Greg, is it, remembering back to the PS4 reveal, wasn't their dashboard sort of Windows 80? -ish? Yeah, no, it was very, very. It was you look at it, and there were different boxes and pictures. I think it was a little more simplified down to like maybe one or two rows to like mm. you know kind of go left to right, read with the eye. Whereas this one definitely is. You know, here's your big favorite, and here's these little things, and then here eventually is the snap tab when I pull Skype over or whatever. Mm -hmm. One of our viewers, Matt McMurray, uh, asks, he says, what are your thoughts on the cloud services? I have terrible internet, so I'm very skeptical. They, were, they, they mentioned cloud, but they were kind of vague about it. Well, it doesn't necessarily, it, it just means, I think, that they'll, you know, that's for pushing out, uh, you know, Skype stuff, what your friend's doing. It's not necessarily going to require a, a, you know, a Google Fiber connection sure. for all that stuff. I mean, games, of course, multiplayer gaming is where you need your your connection right. the most. Yeah. For me, it was another move in the chess match between them and Sony, right? We already talked about that, the fact that Sony made a big deal about sharing, right? Mm -hmm. So then Microsoft comes out today and says in, very vaguely, we have sharing too, and you know, yeah. the DVR kind of thing, and then step back from it. And in the same way here, you know, Sony came out and made a big deal about Gaikai, they come out and say, oh, we have clouds too, and then they step back from it. Like, they were talking about it, and you know, you're, your movies and your games and your saves are all going to be up on this cloud if you want. But to me, that's just account management, right? Like that, yeah. I, sh I should have the download list already. And if we're talking about that, then that's what the PlayStation Three does right now with PlayStation Plus. You know, upload mm -hmm. my saves, and if I go to Damon's house and I recover my, pro I put my profile on his system, pull off my games account management, pull down my saves that way. The, the, yeah. the cloud can be so much more than it currently is. Right. Yeah, because you know, really concurrently, simultaneously connecting, not. 16 people together, but thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people together in a, in a shared world. That's what I'd like to see. If you talked about Fable being an MMO, I'd like it to be, you know, thousands of simultaneous people in this incredible world. And we, in the games industry, have yet to prove that cloud is a viable, a, a, um, a viable piece of technology for gamers. And that's going to, you know, help a lot. But there's there's plenty of stuff there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe you can kick that off. Uh, so, so let's sticking on the fable topic, Peter. Um, mm. You you worked. Uh, you, you'd said earlier. You teased us that you were sort of in on some of the ground floor initial discussions for this Xbox One console. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about that and how now it's it's changed in the time since you've left Microsoft and this Xbox One reveal we've had? What, what was the initial, you know, initial thinking back in the early days, and, and how has it uh, evolved into to what we have now? Well, there was always this. Um, th there's always this this haunting memory of we want to own the living room, and that 
um, that that was very dominant, and they were thinking about having two versions, you know, a very uh, uber powerful version for us core gamers, and a, a much lower priced version for the mass market. And there was, you know, umming and ahhing, and there was worrying about cost. Uh, there was worrying about, uh, you know, should we be doing everything on the uh, on servers now mm -hmm. and not locally? And so there's a lot of indecision there. Um, the problem they really had, and I think Sony and Nintendo have it, is that to ramp up the processor speed and the memory to make a significant dis difference, to make a visible difference, meant an incredible amount of cost. It meant yeah. that they would have to take it the similar sort of hit they took on Xbox One. And that was every console they made cost them loss. sort of a big loss. And uh, you know that was out of the question. You know, you know, you've got to make money on the hardware. So that even in the in the from the very get go, they were like, we cannot afford to start at a loss and then recoup it later well, it through manufacturing to, You know, they had to to get into the console market uh, with with the Xbox One. They had to invest money, and the way yeah. they invested that money was to subsidize everyone's machine, yes. which was. You know, they, 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 I don't think, I, know, they, I don't know this, but I don't think they ever made a profit. They were just buying Correct, not on consumers. Xbox One. They, they never did. They, they were buying consumers with that subsidy. And I don't think any company now can afford to do that, yeah. uh, is, is to buy consumers in the same way. So that wasn't really in the card. Then there was this competition, so should we go, you know, lo a lo-fi, cheap experience, which uh, focuses more on the mass entertainment, or should we go very hi-fi, core gamers experience? And there was a kind of, you know, a two-horse race. Uh, obviously, what has happened is that they've slammed those two <laughs> things together and c created a mutant one-horse race um, mm. with, with uh, lots of legs, something like that. Um, but uh, Xbox yeah, was, One is a mutant horse. There's the strap line. But, but, it, but um, it, so it's it's uh, there's really nothing of that original plan in what we've what we've seen here. No, there there were there were there were there's definitely bits. The idea of um, it was always the idea to keep connecting there because that's the you know the, it's a USP that differential yeah. from uh, the Wii U and um, the. Uh, uh, PlayStation, that was in there. Obviously, the concentration um, on live services, you could see that. I think their idea of reinventing the work we think of as gamer scores, that was, you know, that was kind of always, uh, uh, always in there. Um, I, I think the mix, from my experience, has changed a bit. Mm -hmm. The mix seems to be less about games. Um, less about um, the necessity for a faster processor and memory, and more about replacing everything in your living room with this one box. Yeah. And um, you, you, you know that obviously, for me, a, a gamer, is my big worry. We're gonna say goodbye to Greg again. <laughs> now run along, you little <laughs> scamp. <laughs> There's pizza out there. Oh my! What? Ah. Save me a save me a piece. Um, now, Peter, you were talking about how Microsoft was co cost-conscious with developing mm. the new console. Mm. You know what's very expensive is developing a, uh, a high-quality television show. Yeah. So I imagine you know, creating a Halo TV show will be a monumental expense. You have to hire yeah, writers and, and, and actors and computer animators. They've, they've been 
fanatical about trying to get Halo as a movie, trying mm -hmm. to get, you know, trying to make it as big as Star Wars. Transmedia, right? Yeah, transmedia, bigger than Star Wars. That's what they, that, you know, that's been their obsession and passion. But my worry is, you know, there's so much rubbish TV shows. And, sure. and TV and film uh, industry has destroyed more of our gaming franchises than it's helped. <laughs> that's true. Um, oh, that's and, what that, and, and that's the thereby hangs the big problem is if you don't, if they don't get the absolute best of the best, and that little live act. Um, I shouldn't say Forward this. Forward unto dawn? No, I was going to say the little tiny bit of live action stuff we saw in, in Quantum. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. That that made me worried because it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't shot particularly well and, you know, the acting wasn't particularly solid. And, you know, that's what I worry about. They've got to do a world-class job. They, you know, I loved when Bonnie came out and she said, right, I love uh, Breaking Bad, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> But I'm sure every TV executive does right. that. Well, yeah, Game of Thrones cost something like 60 million. It's like it cost a fortune. Yeah. Yeah. But I will point to, this has been done well. The, the Ford Unto Dawn web series that, that Microsoft did mm. to hype up Halo 4 was actually, it was exceptionally well done. Mm. And the ratings reflected that. Yeah. We're joined yeah. now by Fran Mirabella III. Showed up. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the original programming stuff? that they were planning on. Yeah, it sounds like you guys were just talking about Halo, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much you got into it. Uh, we've had a busy day here. But mm -hmm. um, I, I think one of the big questions there for me was, well, we all want to see more of it, obviously. But uh, where is it going to air? You know, have you guys talked about Xbox that? Xbox Live. But they didn't say that. And that's the big question. Could we see this going exclusively to a network like NBC? Do you think, think, you think, think so. they're paying for it all? They're gonna, you have to watch it through your Xbox. I think it's it's the, it's they're trying to That's make it a I compelling it. yeah a compelling reason to have Xbox Live Gold is to watch their programming. That's a, that's a same thing as Arrested Development on Netflix, right? That's an expensive ticket. I mean, I do. I'm I'm with you. It makes perfect sense. But like, what if they partner with HBO and it's on there? You know, does that take away from watching it on your Xbox? I guess I guess it does, right? And the interesting, if on that question, if you're, um, you know, this is all about getting the talent. If you're an actor or a scriptwriter or, you know, a producer, would you want your show to be on Xbox or would you want it to be on HBO or would you want it to be on, you know, syndicated across the world? I bet if Microsoft paid you enough, yeah, you'd <laughs> well, be happy and, for it to yeah. be if, on Xbox. If you're Microsoft so and you can go to that talent and say, we have a network of 40 million gold subscribers, whatever it is, that's... Pretty compelling, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's not, yeah, but it's not though, right? Global syndication of a TV series, you know, especially when you think about, well, when's this gonna air? We don't even know. Like, it could sure. be three years down the road. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it's sooner than that. Uh, and maybe it'll be seasonal too, you know, maybe it'll be like Game of Thrones where you have to wait an excruciating eight months or whatever <laughs> yes, before you yes. get to the next uh, conclusion of an episode. But um, I, I do think it's actually important to get it on a network, but maybe what it'll be is. Okay, exclusive Xbox, you know, Entertainment Studios brings you from your Xbox mm. the debuts, and then maybe it begins to syndicate with a partner on a network. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, launching on it on it makes sense. So, you know, I, you only have to give a couple of weeks exclusivity, and that would be enough to that would just be a huge investment though I mean right you're talking I don't even know 50 million, 100 million dollars to exclusively put it on the Xbox. Um, how are they going to make that money back? 
I mean, hardware sales, right? Like through I mean, Xbox Live Gold yeah. subscriptions. Yeah. And advertising yeah. during said shows. Sure, sure. There you go. That's actually yeah. Have you guys talked about that topic? No. Which is, so one thing, right? Um, Microsoft is supposedly right building some sort of studios in LA. Right. That um, was uh, Nancy Tellum. Right. Exactly. And they really haven't said what that's going to be. Um, sounds like you guys have delved into that a little bit. Uh, but I could see that being its own channel. But then the question is, will they serve you just ads like any other network? The cloud enables many more ads <laughs> to be fed to you. <laughs> more ads than ever. Tailored to you. Yeah. Um, yeah what do you think of the uh, conference overall, friend? Um, well, you know, uh, we were doing rehearsal the other day, and I mm -hmm. kind of was talking through. I wanted them to really show me the home entertainment box for you know my living room. That was really important to me. I know games look are super important. I can hear everybody on the other side of the internet like, they didn't show anything. <laughs> yeah. Why do you why were you impressed? Um, but it's so important, you know, to to grab an even broader audience. I get that. Um, so I was impressed that they they got a lot of the in living room stuff right. I'm sure Greg talked about how excited he was about fantasy football. Um, mm. So I, I was really impressed with what they were showing me with voice command with Instant switching is very exciting. You know how quickly that will work between initial loads of games and all that is a, another topic to get into. But uh, look, I was impressed overall. What was missing for me was um, the internet experience. Um, they showed a little bit of it, right? They say oh, Xbox Snap, and you're on your Twitter. Well, okay, well, how do I surf the Twitter? Yeah. How do I actually do oh, that? How do you post something? Yeah. You're, Can you write actually? That, that that's something that occurs to me. Is is if a lot of people, especially a lot of the younger people, are you know a lot of their entertainment comes from YouTube and the internet, and you know if that's not part of this instant on mm -hmm. instant snap equation, that's that's going to be a big missing yeah. piece. I think you know I think they pretty much said it, but they you know they couldn't show everything, and maybe because of if it wasn't working quite perfectly, um, I think the sensitivity of Connect, and again I don't know how much you guys talked about this yet, but. Right, when you watched him on stage, he's like, you know, Xbox, do this. Voice did one thing. They did show pulling open the main right. screen, but what if all those other tiles, how do you get to them? You mm -hmm. can say, Xbox, watch Game of Thrones. It's one of the squares. What they didn't show is the floating hand. Right. It was missing, mysteriously. Mm -hmm. So I think the question is, will the hand return? How quick will it be? But I, I've been thinking about it since I saw it, and... One big thing I noticed was when they went through the Kinect demo, uh, I saw the claw. So they sort of, they didn't see fingers, yeah, which right. was a big yeah. topic. Will they be able mm -hmm. to see all your digits? Mm -hmm. I don't think they got there, which makes yeah. sense. That's expensive. Yeah. Uh, but it is rocket science, as they mentioned, so maybe. <laughs> um, but I saw the claw, and it occurred to me that there's a couple things going on there, hopefully, is I can imagine sort of the glowing orb. I think they tried to do that on... Uh, Some games. Yeah, the glowing orb. But imagine, right, that you can surf really quickly with the orb. Now, the next step is, can I grab the screen? So That's what I, my theory. So maybe you pinch and whatever. It turns a different color, a different shape, and you can start pulling things. Mm -hmm. and then can it sense the depth to just float, yep. hit a tile. And so that's, that's the experience that, again, for me, is so important. I want to sit on my couch. I want to move my keyboard to the side because I'm that crazy that my television is my computer. Um, and I want to have this experience where I'm surfing the internet, instant switching to my games. So, you know, whatever. I'm sitting there playing Forza, and I say, uh, Xbox, Snap, YouTube. And I've got my game on pause, and I'm uh, going through search, you know, IGN, walkthrough. Uh, and I can boot that up. And as well, right, you can, you need that orb at that point or whatever it is to surf through the comments and then get back. So I think that for me 
and maybe I'm more excited about this than you guys, but... You seem very excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm like super excited. Because if, uh, they, if they can get that sensitivity, yeah, if they can, you seem skeptical. But they, they, I am skeptical, because one is the golden rule with all these gestures, if you're dealing with TV, is they've got to be super robust. And when you're doing, that's when we saw those skeletons, you couldn't see the fingers, and actually some of the skeletons didn't even have hands at all. Yeah. And I worry about if you require users to do that, you know, this sort of stuff. Because when you say, oh, just pinch your fingers, pinching fingers can mean that, right. or it can mean that. Right. And you don't want or to do that, or it can mean <laughs> that sort of stuff. So I very much doubt that you're going to be able to do the pinch stuff. The other thing I'm very worried about is the voice recognition won't do the very thing that I want it to do, and that is say, a, you know, show me Game of Thrones, wind forward six minutes until uh, Khaleesi... Um, Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and, and you, you, because the voice recognition will, will, will have to go online if you're saying unique things that break out of the library that's on the... The, uh, the Xbox One. You're speaking to it, understanding maybe specific words even. Yeah, it, right. it, well, it's just yeah. it, word speech recognition is super tough to get right. Sure. And yeah. it, it, you know, as you prove with Siri and with Google speech, it has to go online to yeah. get the, to get the, the, the uniquenesses. So I worry about yeah. you know your, I, your stuff. But yeah. I agree with you. I was when I saw it, you know, I I forgot for a few moments why. I was excited to see the conference, and that was to see you know games because it was, it was a wonderful demo. Wasn't it did it? look, yeah. just on, on the demos, I was like, okay, yeah. this is the connect we should have gotten all along, yeah. yeah. which is what we hoped it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I, I do also want to kind of go on the record just on that point to say that uh, I do think it's super important that this is the thing that's missing from your whole in living room experience. Mm. I use Apple TV all the time. I mm. wire my computer with my mouse and keyboard. It's just a huge hassle, and mm. I'm like an advanced user, obviously. I'm going through mm. all these motions. I think to bring the audience the ability to just sit there on the couch and do all of this stuff in one place, and I, it, what I'm getting is Microsoft seems very committed. Um, and I also want to pose the question, will Apple be far behind? Uh, because... <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's an interesting. You know? Well, here's two questions for you. If they control the living room, will they allow me to say, um, Xbox, play PlayStation? <laughs> um, or will they allow me to say, Xbox, play Apple TV? Because, you know, to really control... Yes. That's the problem. If you're trying to do one solution fits, you know, fits all. You've got to think of all those things, including the competition. Yeah. There's one other Connect question I have. Uh, you know, I I always I've wondered before this event, is Connect going to be? Because you know, we'd heard that uh, architecturally, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One were going to be fundamentally very similar. So I always thought, okay, well, is Connect 2.0 going to be the wild card in this scenario? And what this event paints, E3 will will be the difference. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll know for sure when we see all the games is. Is Connect being used for apps and services, and we won't see it much in games because that's Connect has thus far not functioned very they well tried, as a game. They shoehorn it into stuff like Mass Effect Three so and Ghost Recon. I, I actually think that could be really smart if if Connect they relegate it to do what it does well, which is apps and services and living room stuff, and leave you know and not really deal with it much on the game side. But you know Microsoft pretty well, Ryan. Would do. they do that? Would they not really kind of push you into using I, Connect? I well, I mean it in a good way, but it just uh, depends. I guess it depends on the games themselves. Yeah. 
I think it's important they don't force it. To, I think of that's course. what you're getting at is yes. look, hey Microsoft, it's not has not been working that well. We'll see what what it does for the games, but um, I think that's that remains to be seen. You know, you can't judge it without seeing what this depth, the the new claw digits or whatever provide you in a game. Um, again, imagine. You know, I, I imagine how I use my phone, which is when Apple introduced something as simple as the, you swipe from the top and pull yeah. down a screen. Like, I think there's that opportunity we always talked about with when we heard about Connect was like, you're sitting there playing and maybe there's a way to do something faster, whether it's with your voice or with a swipe. Mm. You know, you're doing this and you want to look at your, your score. Whatever, you know what I'm getting. I don't know what the solution is, but uh, I think there's a really good opportunity, but they got to do it in the right way and not... Yeah. What I hated doing was standing up and jumping up and down, and like that's just not for me. I I suspect you know that there probably is some games, Connect games in development, but I don't think they're major on Connect at all because the only thing they need to do with Connect and gaming is have a fantastic game, and there's nothing they can say. They can't say, oh, it's got a lot more fidelity, or it's a lot faster processor, or it's a lot better resolution, because it doesn't mean anything. They just need to bring out a game which is a fantastic interface into, you know, and rewrites the out gaming. Maybe lot, Fable Journey 2. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, uh, both on the IGN side and the audience side, have expressed disappointment in the lack of games today. One of our viewers, Shade J. Howell, writes us to say, as much as we hate it, I'm fairly certain that Microsoft will make more casual customers than lose hardcore ones with these TV features. That's a very valid point, actually. That's, that's mm. yeah. an extraordinarily valid point. That's what I imagine Microsoft is thinking themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what the Wii did, they did, I mean, granted, they fell off a cliff after those three years of success. They still sold 100 million consoles. Yeah, they did get Blue Ocean. They got new people playing games. The problem is they didn't keep it up and do it the right way. I think it's the right direction to... To, to focus on, right, the ESPN, the sports, the because it will attract a lot of people who are just not playing more than maybe a game a year, right? Mm -hmm. There's a big audience, and that's the big question is, can you get those people buying two games, yeah. not the people who buy eight games a year buying nine games? That's so I just think this conference, it's it's funny we talked all about TV stuff. This conference ended, like in, it ended in a cliffhanger, just like a TV, like a, like a TV show, sure. and we're going to pick up that cliffhanger at E3 yeah. and see the second half of, of what this Xbox One can really do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any final thoughts? Did, uh, did Microsoft present their next console in the best light possible? Did they take some next-gen mindshare away from PlayStation 4? From our audience, not so much. Mm -hmm. um, but, from, but again, I, I do feel like E3 is, is we can't put the IGN score on this mm -hmm. until E3. Then we can definitively say, okay, now we know what we've got and whether whether I'm excited about it. I mean, as of now, yeah, I'm buying one because I just it's love Xbox <laughs> and it's my job and Forts is gonna be great and anything Remedy makes, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely in for. But uh, yeah, what are those other original IPs and what else do they have cooking up on the game side? All right, Xbox One. Huge thanks to all of our guests today, especially Peter Molyneux. Thanks oh, so much for joining us. Pleasure being here. You've been watching our Xbox event post show brought to you by Speedstick. Of course, the gaming revelations don't stop today. E3 is just around the corner, starting the week of June 10th. We're going to see even more about Xbox One then, so keep it on IGN.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.